What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 92 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And a quick reminder to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare and The Witness, both offer free on PlayStation Plus. That will be ending at the end of this week, so make sure to come back for Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of those games. Like I said, we're moving to another month real fucking fast, so make sure to get those games downloaded, play them, or don't play them, but come back and uh, talk with us about them. And our game of the month picked by me is Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr, uh, top-down uh, ARPG fucking perks skill tree stuff like that make sure to play that come back at the end of this week as well we'll be doing game of the month let's know we thought of those games or that game and we'll let you know what we thought of it um we have an itunes we have an itunes i wish we had itunes um that'd be a lot of money to take in we have a discord link down below talk to us anytime all the time and we are on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us and if you're listening to us check us out on youtube at tasty loot gaming um yeah so taste the cast typically start with what we've been playing we all have very short lists. So I'm going to start. Okay. I have two games I've played this last week. And by that, I mean about 98% of that was one game and 2% was another game that I was like, wow, this is fucking difficult. That game is Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, uh, which is from Software's new game. I'm sure some of you are playing it. I'm sure some of you have already ripped your hair out of your head. Uh, I started playing it. And it's funny, before I got into this game, I was like, oh, man, new From Software game. Oh, cool. They're changing it up. It's like a ninja game, blah, blah, blah. That's still true. But they just made like a harder game than Dark Souls. They went, you know how Dark Souls is hard and Bloodborne is supposed to be hard, blah, blah, blah. Sekiro is going to be harder. But they didn't They didn't advertise it like that. They're just like, look at this cool ninja game. I'm like, oh, it's a cool ninja game. I started playing. I'm like, this game's fucking harder than Dark Souls. How'd they do that? <laughs> I started playing, I was like, oh, no. And then all the systems in place, like in Dark Souls, you could, like, sit there and fucking, like, grind out an area over and over and over again and get, like, stronger and uh, better. And if you die, you go get your souls back. And this, if you die, it takes 50% of your experience. It's gone. No matter what. And that's how you progress. You, you As you fucking level up, you get one skill point, two skill point, three skill point, And then you buy skills with that. If you die, you lose 50% of whatever the fuck you got. And then you just go back and, and you deal with that loss and keep fucking moving forward. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing that game. Uh, I have not beaten the first area yet. I've just been running around going, man, this game's hard. Um, but enjoying it. It's actually really interesting. You can um, use a grappling hook type thing, get around, uh, which is really interesting because I can tell this game is probably on a modified version of the last game's engine. Um, but they've done quite a bit of work with it since you're playing a singular character that you didn't make. He has a lot more interesting animations that they don't have to account, you know, making whatever the fuck you made, different sizes, all kind of shit. You know, it's this one guy, so you get some really cool animations. He has cool, like, flips and, and twirls and shit when he's using his grappling hook. You get around to different areas. There's actually a stealth element, which I really like, because obviously in the prior games, you could walk up slowly behind someone, stab him in the back. And, you know, that was cool. That was fine. But the game wasn't really built around stealth. That was just like, if you had the opportunity, do it. Just like if you drop on someone, you could fucking hit him and kill him. But in this, you can literally crouch, which is very weird, and like sneak through um, uh, bushes. The uh, AI, actually, if they see you like from across the way, will like start getting suspicious pretty quickly. So it's not even like, uh, even that's pretty difficult. Like if you're jumping around the air in front of them, they'll see you and go on alert. So um, the stealth mechanics are pretty decent. You can go, go up against walls, which... Reminds me so much of Tenchu, and it's funny because From Software owns that um, franchise. Um, and uh, yeah, you can sneak up behind people, kill them. Uh, it has a huge parry system to it. Like Dark Souls has always been like the roll around to not get hit game or the block game. Bloodborne was the dodge, dodge, and shoot somebody mid attack game. This is walk up to a dude, 
he swings, you fucking parry it and stab him through the fucking chest. It's it's you got to be really on your shit, yeah. really on your toes. Um, although I think there's a move that I'm I just unlocked where if you dodge at the right time, right when they swing, you can like stomp on their weapon into the ground to do damage to them. So that's kind of cool. But uh, also, there's a giant chicken walking around, and you can stealth kill it. The poor chicken. Yeah, it literally goes the fuck when you kill it. And I'm like, why is the fucking giant chicken walking around? Niwatori. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I just found out too that you can jump off buildings and fucking stealth kill them like that. Like in a lot of games, there's like a button to press to do that, but in this, you just jump. And if they're in your attack range and you look at them, and you hit the attack button, you'll fucking hit them and kill them, which is pretty cool. So, um, I still got a lot to dive into with that game. I've barely played it from where I'm at right now, but I am really enjoying it, although I'm kind of freaked out by it um, because it's stressful shit. Uh, but it's really cool. It, it feels like a, quite a bit of a departure from the last games. It's the first game I've seen from From Software in a while that does not feel like... Even though Bloodborne definitely is a different game than Dark Souls, it, it 100% has that DNA. Sekiro feels like it still has it, like trace amounts of it, but it feels like they wanted to try some new ideas, uh, which is pretty cool. Also, fun fact, I was watching a thing talking about some facts about uh, Sekiro, and apparently Activision contacted from software because they really like what they've been doing, and they like money, obviously. Um, But when they start working with them, Activision would give them in their contract, they would give them like ideas and stuff and their thoughts. But Activision only had influence on one thing in the whole game. And that was the shadows die twice, twice part. So the so, name. Yeah. So they were going to call it Sekiro and they had like a subtitle to it, like a, for an advertisement or something like that. that so shadows die twice. And Activision's like, Ooh, that's really cool. Like put that in the title. And they're like, okay. But they said, after you hit the start menu button in the very beginning of the game, it's all from software from there. Activision didn't touch any of it. So that's actually really fucking cool to hear. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Activision's one of those companies, you hear their name, and you're like, don't fucking touch it. Get away. Back. <laughs> Activision's like, but well, I want to make money. Off. It's like, don't ruin it. Get away. Um, it's like when you're in the kitchen trying to cook, and Activision's just tr- fucking, let's throw more salt in there. You're like, oh, you fucking ruined it. But like, that's tasty. It's going to sell real well. Um, so that was really cool to hear, because, you know, Activision, EA, and a couple of those companies right now are really kind of... Uh, are not looking too good. So it's good to hear that they're, you know, at least in some way trying, you know, the game is from software's game, not Activision's game. They just published it. So that's really cool. So yeah. Either of you plan on picking up Sekiro? No. Yes. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just be ready, Chris, because the game, when I say it's hard, I didn't think Bloodborne was hard. I think Dark Souls is difficult enough. This game's fucking brutal. I'm a rocket. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to see. That's telling you earlier. I watched a fight, which I'm not going to go into too much detail uh, on, but uh, watching the fight mechanics that were being used because, you know, at the point of the game, they're doing this fight. There was no skills or anything. So it was all just mm-hmm. the, the base character stuff. And uh, there's a lot you can do even without having skills. It's kind of crazy. Like watching the guy and the boss like parry each other back and forth a bunch uh dodging past attacks doing these weird like leap and then uh parry leap and then parry in the air and then hits in the air and stuff like that mm. uh yeah it, it seems a lot more active than 
their other games are in that regard. It's it's crazy because like I I just watched a video of a fight in it and essentially the dude and you always feel like this too in this game when you go into a fight like you're ready to just go like like in samurai movies like fucking ching you fucking hit the dude and they're dead like it's just like real quick and it's cool as fuck but it's stressful because you can die really quick obviously but kind of similar to what you're saying i watched a dude fight whatever the fuck he's fighting and there's like practically chest to chest just fucking hitting and parrying and shit like and there's just sparks and shit and i was like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that's scary as hell. The guy's not even backing away. They're both just like fucking swinging and shit. I was like, ugh. So that game allows for that. Yeah. And that's, it's really neat, but like, it's a game that, and people all over Twitter are saying this too. It's a game that unlocking skills is going to help you, but you need to get better at it. Like, the game is not built to get around it by leveling up your character enough. Like you need to get better at doing the pairing stuff. And in the beginning of the game too, there's this guy that can't die that will practice with you. And he's kind of there for you to test your moves and test attacks and uh, deflecting, you know, attacks shit like that. And uh, it's smart. They put that in there because this game, like you fuck up and you just die. So it's, it's really, it's really crazy. Like, like if I was saying to a couple people now, like they just went, let's like, how can we make a harder game than dark souls? And they did it. I'm in the first area. I'm already like, this is more difficult than most of Dark Souls. <laughs> you know, most of the time I die in Dark Souls anyway, it's because the fucking camera climbs up my ass and I can't see anymore. And fucking also it's like, you died. I'm like, I didn't see it. So, oh, well, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell happened. Didn't happen. I didn't yeah. see it. Didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't see it. That didn't happen. Fucking bring me back. What are you, t- what are you doing? What are you telling me this shit for? Um, Yeah. So, Sekiro, really cool. Can't wait to play it more. But the reason I'm not playing it is because I have been playing The Division 2. I know you guys have as well. So, we just have a general discussion. But, uh, but yeah, we, as of recording, you guys just hit 30. 30. Mm-hmm. You've just moved into the end game, even though you haven't done anything in it yet. You guys pick specializations. Mm-hmm. I've been in it for a day. It's all blur. I've been up all fucking weekend just... I went from 22 to 30 in one night, and then the next day, I fuck, I was like, oh, shit. Specializations have skill trees, not just a new weapon. That's cool. So we all pick different specializations, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, before we move into that real quick, and if you don't want to hear about anything that happens in Endgame, just skip forward, because we're going to talk about that. Um, but what do you guys think of the post-game before Endgame? Or pre-game? The game before you get to oh, the game part. the story. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's other shit you're doing there, too. Yeah. I, just, <clears throat> I noticed the difficulty on everything has, instead of saying story now, it just says normal. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> how do I want to go about this? So, like, I, I skipped the entire story. So, every cutscene, I, I skipped everything I picked up. So, I don't really care about the lore aspect of the game mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. Though, uh, gameplay-wise, um, I think it feels very familiar like the last game except for better and and we've said this last tasty cast but i can't really explain what they've done they've just done enough things to it to make it feel uh a lot better there i have run into a couple issues now that i've played it a little longer but those were few and far between so it's not even enough to dock it mm-hmm. um i appreciate that uh, the three factions all fight differently i really oh, yeah. i really like that um, I really also like that, uh, depending 
on who you're fighting, you kind of have to change up the the way you play too. I mean, I generally play pretty defensively, and uh, this game has forced me to be a little aggressive from time to time, just because if if I sat back too long, they were just going to surround me, and there was nothing I could do about it. So that's one thing's really interesting too is like the enemy types makes you makes you think differently, which I really appreciate. Uh, I do think that the enemies are a challenge for sure, which I fucking really appreciate because I'm so used to loot and shoot games where I'm just killing get experience. Mm-hmm. This game, I'm like. I have to kill them to survive. Like these guys are going to fucking murder me. If I, if I like, you don't just run out and start shooting people. Like you got to go, Oh God, I got to take cover. I got to use all my gadgets. I, you know, a lot of games I'm hesitant. Cause I'm like, I'm going to wait till something big happens. Use my move. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm like, move, move, move. Okay. Come on. Cool down. Let's go. Um, but what you're saying, like kind of makes you switch up. You're also thinking like defensive, but then you went more offensive. It's really interesting because this game, offers so many varieties on how to play the game that like every time I talk to people within the discord or outside the discord or ever, everybody seems to have really hard opinions and positive opinions about certain things when it comes to the guns and tactics and stuff like that. And it's interesting because like a lot of people are like, Oh, you got to stay back and be defensive. Use long range weapons. Some people are like, Oh, I you know, prefer this kind of gun. Most people don't like the shotguns. I think they're fine. But if you use the shield, they work. If you're not using the shield, it's more beneficial to use other weapons in mm-hmm. my opinion. But uh, so it, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of different ways that that to play, and people are gravitating towards certain things. Because I, so far, have thought every single weapon is viable. Um, it's just been my preference. You know, right. I really like ARs. I really like having that full auto, but being able to control my fire and stuff like that um, for different kind of situations. Um, and yeah, so it's it's kind of cool that the game not only is just challenging, but also challenges you in your play style. Because like you said, you're you're you are typically more defensive mm-hmm. in these kind of games. You started out very defensive and supporting and stuff like that. And now you've kind of evolved something else. I started out going like, oh, I really like the shield, and I really like that drone that stops the bullets. Now I use the gas fucking launcher, and I can't get rid of that. I won't. It's too useful. Anytime there's enemies behind cover, I'm just like, fuck you. And they either have to leave cover or sit there and eat gas. Well, the nice thing too, is it seems like in the specialization tree, mm-hmm. they're only really trying to get you to focus on one of the gadgets in there. So it does free up the ability for you to, uh, use whatever you want. Obviously you don't have to use whatever they say you, yeah. you want to use, but if you want to take advantage of the skill tree, obviously you probably want to go towards, uh, what they're pushing you towards in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought it up earlier, uh, about having four weapons on your character now which is uh, very interesting, though you kind of look like a walking hardware store now. Well, the thing I brought up, though, because I've never seen this in the game before, is I've seen three weapons on one button before. I've never seen four weapons on one button. A lot of times you'd like have a game where you hit two buttons at once to use your ult or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this, you hit triangle once to switch your weapons from your first and your second weapon. You double tap it for your... your um, your sidearm which is pretty standard in a lot of like shooter type games um if you have three weapons but then if you hold it you pull out your ult weapon which is really neat because i was like wow you could, they're really utilizing that fucking triangle button to do yeah. four things which is cool mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah uh the only the other, other thing i really have to say that I, I feel like you know maybe we didn't talk about last week is um the uh end of each faction, you get to do essentially a raid into their base, and I think that Strongholds. was a very neat touch to the yeah. game. Um, I wasn't expecting that because uh, I don't remember doing that in the first game at all. Because in the first game, I just felt like you're just wandering the streets, and that was pretty much the game. Yeah, you would do like 
missions and whatnot. This feels but. a lot more. It's weird. It feels like there's a lot more to do, but it also feels more guided and more like the last game. You know, they're like, let's make a city with shit to do in it. And that's the game. And this, it's like, let's add more things to do in it, but let's really, you know, make it more focused. So you, so you really get what you're doing and why you're doing it and where you're going next. I think they did a way better job in that sense. They did. And, and, uh, because you get to just kind of go in and like, because you've been running around DC or whatever, and you're doing all these missions, and which, by the way, is a much more diverse way better location. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's so many different cool areas in this versus the last game. Oh yeah, I, I run to a new section. I'm like, oh, this is completely different than the other place. It's really neat. <clears throat> yeah, especially those strongholds. Like mm-hmm. they're very. Um, I think they're also very indicative of of who. Uh, is in charge of them too because like when you do the hyenas and it's the fucking what they're living in the mall yeah here's or, the spoiler warning again just in case you you decide to keep watching anyways uh yeah they're living in a mall they're like hanging out and it seems like they're partying all the time they're yeah there's a room with like up everywhere there's like a room with like a bunch of like brand new recliners or whatever they had like moved into a circle and there's just guitars and alcohol everywhere and shit yeah. so you can tell yeah, they're yeah. just like sitting there like partying and shit yeah, they're just like a bunch of teenagers almost, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're a bunch of hoodlums. Um, and then you have the... With guns. Willing to kill. Ah, uh, about the names. Ow, ow, ow. The outcasts. Outcasts, yeah. And ow, 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 ow. They, uh, they have like the broken mirrors everywhere. Chris had pointed out. I, I don't know how I didn't know that before. Yeah, same all over the place. Yeah. Um, and uh, they seem to be... They're focused on the... the uh, what the fuck's called DC 65 or whatever the fuck it's called the, the fucking virus. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. They're trying to do the, the, the blood virus. Yeah. They're after. They're, they're, yeah. They're trying to bring that back or something like that. And then like the, the was it true sons or whatever are just a, mm-hmm. a military faction that had different ideals than the government or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really neat. They all have their own, you know, and they fight against each other, which well, I think yeah, is really cool. As soon as they see each other, they'll fight each other because yeah. they don't agree with each other. So yeah, I love watching the fucking the hyenas with their stupid fucking walk with their gun, and there's like a military dude shooting at them. Shit, I'm like, oh, and I like look for like the most strong guy. And I'm like, yeah. start unloading into <laughs> you him. Gotta go first. <laughs> yeah, get rid of you real quick, and then I'll fuck every one of you up. But yeah, and then the the variances in in yellow units, I also think is really nice because like, uh. I don't remember there being like, I remember there being like big units, but they were just like big tanky dudes. In this case, like there's a bunch of armored dudes, but there's ranged ones and they're still rushing units. And they're more, more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not as expected. You like when you see the yellow, like it's like, Oh, a leader showed up. You're like, okay, what is it going to be? Yeah. It's not yeah. like here comes the big guy. Like it's, you and know, it might be one of those fast grenaders and fucking shit. vehicle making people mm-hmm. who drive cool. me nuts. There's like these vehicles that just drive up and hit you. And one of them has saw blades that causes bleeding. Yep. And they'll just like drive behind your cover and start hitting you over and over again. I'm like, get the fuck off me. The sledgehammer bros are the worst for me. Oh, they're so annoying. When, yeah, that was my whole point. Like you get you get used to when you're playing, there's the lightning bolt, which is the people who are going to rush you, whether yeah. they're using a melee weapon or shotgun or whatever. And then all of a sudden you fight a boss and it's like, I have a sledgehammer. I have a chainsaw. Like, And they just come right at you. <laughs> so, uh, And it's really scary because they're bullet sponges. So you can't yeah. use the same tactic of I'm just gonna sit here and unload at the guys running at me. You have to keep like backing away from yeah. them and stuff. So uh, the hammer guys have gotten so easy though. I just kind of roll towards them as they swing. So yes, yeah, run. I stand there as soon as they get near me. I go. Ooh. 
And just roll <laughs> past Don't them. Don't fucking hit me. Shoot them in the back. They turn off swing again and roll past them. Shoot them in the You're back. playing like Dark Souls. <laughs> Pretty much. As soon as that guy shows up, just fucking, oh, you fucking just roll around <laughs> shooting at him. Just fucking just swinging over your head and shit. That's yeah. scary. I don't play like that. I just go, Ugh. Don't touch me. Okay. Yeah, but overall, my my just my opinion is the entire experience leveling wise was fun and i'm glad mm. that it was because sometimes it's a slog in these yeah. kind of games um a good example is i i liked destiny 2 i thought it was a lot of fun mm. but um i didn't really care about the leveling part that much mm. i kind yeah. of flew through it just yeah, to get too. through it um and not saying anything negative about it i just it didn't stand out to me as for like the whole time i was playing the division i'd like I've got stories to tell out of it already. Yeah, me too. Uh, and we're not even. I don't doing, have any stories to tell. Destiny the end game yet. Yeah, so. that's a, that's a good point. Um, I've said you know since before the gaming came out because we all liked the last one, but like I've still kind of kept a little bit of optimism. I was like, I'm gonna pick it up just to see. And if mm-hmm. it was like whatever, I would be like, yeah, you know, I like the first Destiny or Division. This Division <laughs> is fine, but like I'm I'm really happy to say that this this game's way better than the first one. Mm-hmm. And like I've said a million times, they just did so many little fine tuning things to every aspect of this game that the whole thing is better. Like I can't say one thing is just super amazing compared to the last game, but everything has just been tweaked. They really thought about every little fucking thing, and uh, I really don't have complaints about it outside of like you know if I'm having a weird lag issue because the servers. But they patched the game all the time so they're very adamant about making sure this game is yeah. running fine um anytime the game does go down it's not down for very long i mean i've seen it down for like five minutes to like an hour um so but yeah being being able to say that you know this game is awesome it's really fun it's way better than i thought it was gonna be which like i said i was just kind of like it's gonna be fine and now i'm like oh no it's good it's really good in fact i go so far as to say this is the best looter shooter on launch i've ever played um just because outside of it, we go far. I, people keep bringing up Borderlands recently when it comes to this conversation. That game is so before its time, not a game as a service game that it's, I mean, that's like comparing to like Diablo 2. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, yeah. in the current state of, of loot and shooter games, it's it works great. The servers work great. The game is full of content. I never run into a time where I feel like content's being held from me in hopes to get my money. I got the uh, black weapon skin. Most games go, you want black or white? That's going to cost you money or extra time to get because we know people like black and white a lot. I got it early on. Um, I I, I got black finally. I get clothes all the fucking time. All the time. It, like, it's not even like this rare thing where it's like, man, I'd really like to look different. I'm, I better start spending money to I get clothes. I don't think a single one of us have a duplicate clothing item either. No, I don't no. think so. Um, the, the, this game just feels full. It feels like they made a full fucking game, which is so weird and rare for these kind of games, but also a AAA developer nowadays. Uh, I never feel like the game's like, hey, you got any extra money for me? Like the game's complete. It's it's. I mean, and they're gonna add more. And we just beat the game, like the the beginning content, and the game shifts. There is a there's like almost a new game plus to the game. You get a new specialization you get to pick from. You get to swap out. You know, any one of the three anytime. They have their own fucking skill trees, and the whole map fucking changes again. Yeah. Um. So you know when they said we're gonna work on end game, they weren't lying. They fucking did it. Uh. But yeah, as for like, you know, because I want to talk about the end game um, as a separate topic. Um, still, you know, I, I, I beat it. I soloed the whole thing, which uh, I, I'm only bringing up because first off, it's fucking difficult. But secondly, 
there are people out there who don't want to play these games with people. And mm-hmm. some people will look at a games as a service game and go, but it's not for me. I can't really, you know, it's not, you got to play with people. I don't want to do it. You don't have to. Yeah. This game works as a single player game. Just fine. I did every single mission on my own. I did play with you guys randomly, but I always made sure that it was something I'd already beaten because I, I liked, you know, there's a storyline there. I want to play it and just be able to experience it. Yeah. But, uh, and it is challenging to play on your own, but you can swap out things and, and kind of find a build. Uh, I found that using the turret with the gas launcher was a good mix. Sometimes I'd mix or move over to a shield or whatever. But just letting you guys know that anybody out there who wants to play games on their own, you can do Division 2 as a single player game easy. Like, it, it works fine. So um, definitely don't let that hold you back if you're curious about the game. Um, and you'll probably get about 25, 30 hours in the story, I think. Oh. Yeah, until you get to Endgame. Yeah. Well, and at that point, if you, you know, we're just trying to buy the game and play it as a single player game, just get through a story. I'm just saying, you're, yeah. you're getting about 25, 30 hours. Well, I'm even saying, like, so. if they want to play and not have to worry about, like, can I do, you know, the strongholds and right. stuff? Yeah, you can do it all by yourself. I have. I've done it all. So um, it's definitely doable um, and still fun. So anybody who does not want to play with people, pick it up anyway because you can do it. Because um, I have. Um, the music's cool. I, I really like the music. I like the visual style. They did a really good job making the fucking whole city like really detailed. Ubisoft has a real crazy engine that they're able to make real detailed big areas in like less time than other people. And it's fucking crazy because I'm looking at like the amount of detail, the trash bags everywhere, the cars everywhere, the grass that's taken over the city, uh, different types of buildings I'm not seeing in other areas. Um, one of the strongholds is out in the woods, which I thought was really neat. You have to like leave the city for it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a whole, it's it's completely different area. This is interesting. Uh, they have to go underground. Their base out there is like an old fucking crashed, uh, like 747. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they got signs up that says this is ours or something like that. Get the hell out of here and shit like that. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, I, I actually really enjoy moving around the city, which is something I can't say about the first division. Um, I enjoyed it at first because like, it's all this though. But it's still it's still just like big hallways of gray buildings. Mm-hmm. And then you go the inside these these dark, cold houses or buildings that are essentially just these little hallways to the next other hallway. And uh, it felt really confined, and mm. you know it's a cool idea. But they they did what they should have done with Division Two. They made it better, and it just feels a lot more like a sprawl, a lot more intricate. A lot of there's secret shit. There's like doors you have to find a way to get into them. There's chests that you have to have specific keys to get into them, and you find those randomly. Like they really made exploration in this world worthwhile and interesting. I'm constantly stopping and fucking ooh piece of candy ooh piece of candy ooh piece of candy like i'm well, just constantly grabbing shit yeah it'll yeah it allows for uh for multiple different ways to acquire gear too which is nice you yeah. don't have to sit there and find bosses to, to fight and kill you can literally go explore and open up stuff uh your drop rates might be a little less than like getting a kill or opening like a locked box but you'll get stuff uh, just randomly out of a backpack on the street too. Yep. Sometimes, yep. so I mean, I've yeah, gotten really yeah. cool shit just off of random yeah. things that I found. Yeah. It's um, all RNG, but it's well, and it's th- there. That's something so. I want to talk about too. Is like it's completely fair. This mm-hmm. game has a great pace of new stuff, but not too fast, and it's not too slow at all. I'm never like grinding, going, "Come on, just give me something. Come on, give me something." I'm always like, "Oh shit, a new thing. Oh shit, well I'm not gonna use that, but that's still really cool. Oh, this is really cool. Oh fuck, this is what I've been looking for." Um, it's it's perfectly paced. They did a great job with it, and it's not too fast. Because my biggest example of a game that gives you know gear out way too quick was fucking Torchlight Two, which you know I love loot. 
And I'm just like, shit would literally explode. Though. This is too much. I just got this. I, I was excited to use it. And I can't use it because I found something else better. Like that's too much. Yeah. It kind of ruins the experience. So it's it's there's like a weird balance you gotta you gotta find. I, I really think the division two nailed it. Um yeah, what else was I gonna talk about? Um the clan stuff I think is really cool too. Um in yeah. these kind of games, they really lack on clan stuff. In this, you can make a clan, you can make your own emblem. Um, you make the name, you can, uh, kind of put basic information. Like if you're looking for, uh, people who want to do PVP, PVE, you can kind of post like, you know, if you're casually playing, if you're playing hardcore, if you're kind of in the middle, uh, which I've pretty much went down the middle with everything. Cause we've got people who want to do all sorts of stuff. Um, by the way, if you want to join Tasty Loot Gaming, all one word on the division two on PS4, uh, the clan is open. So just search it up, uh, join it. So and help us level up, um, which we've been doing a good job. I think we just hit or about to hit level five. We're almost five. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really cool. There's uh, stuff that you unlock up to level 30 with clans, um, which is a really cool thing to see as well. It's just another thing to do. But, you know, as a collective, which I think is really neat. Um, I think one of the last things we unlocked was new borders around our emblem. So I put one of the new ones on there. Um, which is really cool to see. And then uh, there's weekly missions you can do as a, as a clan that some of them are fucking steep on what they want you to do. But uh, but they're cool because we were knocked one out, which I think was like... Yeah. The deconstruction stuff. A shitload. 100 pieces, I think it was. How much? 1,400. Like yeah, yeah. 1,400 pieces of gear. And the next one we're working on that's getting closer, it's a little over half, is the find uh, craftable loot. Yes. Materials. Fine crafting mats, yeah. 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 Um, we're a little over half on that one, so um but yeah, that's that's cool. I don't know if we're gonna hit that one. I don't know I don't know what server reset. I don't either, so. yeah. But next next time we'll we'll be more prepared for it. We'll start I think all it's at the same in time. Three days because that's when the Ubisoft challenges reset. Yeah, that would make sense. So it is Wednesday. I thought it was Wednesday for some reason, so it must be Yeah, okay. it's kinda weird. Um it's a weird day. Yeah, so that's cool. It you know adds kind of a community thing. I kind of want to get some teams together and work on specific tasks to try and knock those things out because you get um, huge chunks of uh, XP for the clan if you complete them. Everybody also gets rewards for them. So do we get them now or later though? Because I don't, I didn't get anything for the last one. It just gives clanny XP. Oh, I thought it was supposed to give uh, boxes. Mm -mm. Something said that. Maybe it's for everything. I don't know. You can get a cache, but that takes EXP to unlock those, mm -hmm. and it's in tiers. So the first tier, which is bronze, you get two pieces of gear, and everyone can get it then. Yeah, so, so when, do you, when do you hit that? Wow, we've only gotten maybe 30% through that, okay. that EXP bar. Yeah. Okay, so that's how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the clan stuff's really cool. I'm really glad that they they thought about it. Um, they were they, every every feature of this game. They really just went like, how can we make this cool and fun? Mm. And they did that, um, which is awesome. Nothing feels wasted. I'm not looking at the clan going like, okay, well we all share the same name. That's neat, and move on with my life. Which I mean would be fine if they didn't have it at all. I'd be like that kind of sucks. But that they even made stuff to. I mean, we just unlocked uh, clan bounties, which allows us more bounties mm -hmm. to go take care of. Um, which is really cool. There's random people, random enemies that will spawn. You can go after them and kill them and get rewards for it. Um, and yeah, the the variance of guns is really cool too. Uh, there's a shitload of them. I still every once in a while find a gun I've never seen before. And you know, if you don't like the one you got, you can re-roll it, uh, get different stats. You can craft mods to uh, really change up your gun. I mean, you get really big stats on mods, but they also have, they have pros and cons. So you'll get like 25% of this, but like minus... 15% on that and so you got to really kind of tailor your gun to what you want to be 
a lot of my LMGs, I'll always uh, add, um, what is it, like 60 or 30 more bullets to or something like that for like minus, fuck, I don't remember. Isn't it fire, rate of fire? You lose rate of fire for more bullets? Yeah, I'll put that on my ARs. And then there's one that is um, the one I put on my LMGs. It's a... Uh, lose 15 bullets, but get more accuracy, I believe. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one. I'll use that because I already have like 100 rounds anyway. It drops you down to 15 and still... Mm-hmm. Or not 15, 85. 85. And it's still... <laughs> I know I got numbers flying through my fucking head right now. Um and it still has plenty of ammo, mm-hmm. um, but it ups that accuracy that much. So it seems worth it. So I'm really happy with the mod system. I'm really happy with the whole game in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as of right now where I'm at, I'd probably give this game like a B plus to an A minus. Um, I'm really enjoying it a lot. So um, and I'm happy to see everyone who's playing it, even if no one's like as into it as I am right now. Uh, everybody seems to be liking it. Yeah. So uh, what, what's your general thoughts, Chris? I know I said a lot there. <laughs> it's i mean they've taken what they've done basically as i think about it more and more is they've taken a lot of the really good elements from mmos and incorporated it into this game which is like kind of the big hook for me like there's always a sense of progression as long as you're doing content that's like kind of equivalent to your level mm-hmm. which is not hard to do because everything's really levels with you but um I, I never feel like i'm being stifled for doing anything and then the sense of like the clan it really feels like a guild like yeah. in any other MMO, which is really nice. Like there's a there's a purpose to just be in this. Not like you said, not other than just being like, oh, we're all kind of in a group together. There's a reason to stick together and do things together. Mm-hmm. And the crafting, the crafting tables, it always feels like it's relevant gear. Like it's always something that could be better than what you got. It's not just like kind of a dump for the crafting mess that you gathered. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested to try. Um, it's not it's not crafting. It's the table next to it where you can roll. Reconfiguration yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. And just like transfer like stats over to gear that you like. Like that's a really awesome thing, I think, because you know, the gears have uh, uh set bonuses. So if you find a set you really like, but you want to transfer some mods or stats to it, you can really stick with that gear and keep it going. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so intriguing and fun and everything seems like the city just seems so wide and diverse. I've never crossed, even in the sewers, I've never come across an area that's been the same as anywhere else. It always mm-hmm. seems different and unique. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, they really it, it's just it's just cool because like we we always try and be like, you know, Ubisoft's still a big company, but I always feel like they're they're the good one. They have their mistakes obviously, but they do listen to the community, they do communicate with the community often, and they have a long track record record at this point of on release making games better from then. Um and so, you know, when they did say the Division 2 was going to be better, you know, I think they, I think they did it. I think they, they kept their word on that. So and I feel like most people agree with that. Everyone I've talked to so far, I mean, even Josh said he wasn't a big fan of the first division. It's not really his cup of tea. I don't want to speak for you, Josh, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was saying, um, that, you know, uh, he didn't even hit max level in the last game and he sees himself hitting max level in this and doing an end game content, which I would recommend you, Josh, do it because the end game is a whole new game. So it's not just like one dungeon to redo over and over and over again. Yeah, you get to start over pretty yeah. much. So on, not in a bad way. On that note, let's talk about uh, the end game. We all got there. I've been playing a little bit, so I have a little more insight, but I'm sure you guys already know playing about it. You get to the end game um, and you get to pick, you you beat the map pretty much, you get to level 30, you knock out the three strongholds and it opens up specializations, which there's three, there's survivalist, uh, some kind of sharpshooter, I forgot what the fuck it's called. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the names. And then there's demolitionist, um, 
one person gets a 50 cal sniper rifle one person gets uh explosive tipped uh crossbow and then the other person gets a grenade launcher uh it was interesting because we watched the trailers to this uh for a while now on the channel um and they kept talking about specializations you get new weapons i was like oh it's cool you get new weapons at the end of it but you also get a skill tree per um special uh, specialization and like 160 levels or points to be spent in those um so there's now new skill trees new weapons new ways to build your character you can swap between any of them so they're pretty much jobs um and the whole map all the progress you made gets retaken over by a fourth uh group black tusks black tusks who are completely new enemies with completely new moves um, with like four leg quadruped fucking robots with turrets on their back and drones and shit that will fly around. So you have a whole new sense of progression. You have now um, a gear score. You're not going by level anymore. Um, I think I'm like right on the cusp of like 300. You guys are like two something because you guys just got there. I am 252. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's based off of, you know, the gear you have and accumulation of that. Um, and then as you hit I've seen a already. certain cap. So I'm pretty much capped around 300 right now because I haven't done it yet. But once you were in world tier one, yeah. which is the first section of end game, I think there's four tiers. Um and every time you uh, get to your gear score cap area, you got to beat the stronghold that opens up. Once you get a high enough gear score, you beat that stronghold, you move into tier two. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong about this. This is just what I read. Um, and uh, then you start from there. You start moving up from 300 to 400 area, and then you do the next stronghold. And so there's a sense of progression and retaking the city. Mm. There's also new dynamic uh, events where enemies will retake areas you've taken. So you constantly have new things you have to go fucking do. And uh, yeah, so there's a whole there's a whole end game, yeah, which is cool. It's not just like redo the three strongholds over and over and over again to get gear. It's like new game plus. It feels like, except for now, there's new items to use it actually reminds me of uh, monster hunter world or monster hunter general where you you mm. you play through you know the first difficulty and it has a story or whatever and mm. then all of a sudden an event happens and the story continues but the difficulty has gone up now yeah so exactly it's the same thing uh, you know you you beat the three factions and then like you're celebrating the black tusks show up and and uh take over they just walked right in like the place everything yeah. Yeah. it's like they're like standing outside the bushes outside of dc looking over the bush watching as you're just exactly wait for it as you're just fucking beating everyone taking it over and yeah. like yeah we did it and they're like okay let's go and they oh, fly sweet. in three factions are gone and yeah. look at all this space for us to you're, take not, now. you're not using these houses you're not using this okay we're gonna live here now cool it's like yeah go ahead and take it I guess i'll kill you next like fucking squatters. Pretty much, yeah. Where the fuck were they the whole time I was taking DC back? Not in DC. It's like, <laughs> let him do it. They were waiting. Um, Yeah, so overall, that's really cool. It's a really good, pleasant surprise. I'm the type of guy who likes to know a little bit about a game before it comes out, but I don't want to know everything about it because I, I like finding that out and going, oh, shit. I like that feeling of going like, whoa, they actually added some cool stuff to this. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise. Now... I picked the survivalist. I was actually surprised by that. I was thinking I was going to pick the demolitionist uh, just because 
a lot of people said it's like more running gun and it kind of is because it has perks to like shotguns and stuff like that and the grenade launcher sounds cool but i was looking in the skill tree for all three of them and the survivalist has perks towards uh the ar which was the first thing i bought i bought all three of them already so i got 15 percent more damage to ars so i was like that's fucking dope across the board um i also have a perk that allows everyone in my squad including me to get 10 percent more damage towards enemies who are mm. uh you know under effective something yeah so fire poison whatever which i thought would be a great one because that benefits everyone there's just more damage happening um and then there's modifications as well to some of the mods so like um the the little rollerball guys you can put on the ground and they go and blow up there's a mod in this tree to allow them to heal Mm -hmm. uh teammates yeah you get a a new version of it yeah Yeah. which is fucking awesome and then they seek and heal Yeah. yeah so i mean like if you're playing a healer type dude and you want to like have a different way to do that, these specializations have new ways to play. Yeah. So it's what's really, like, really fucking cool the way they did it. He what? Like, what's the fucking tree you picked called? Nobody knows. I'm just gonna call it marksman. Sure, marksman. Oh, so the 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 sniper tree essentially, you know, you got a 50 cal sniper rifle as your power yeah. weapon or whatever, but one of the 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 drone. Uh, gets an add-on in that one, mm-hmm. which will spot enemies. That's cool for for the yeah, group. So kind of it the merges group, the not two. Just yeah, me, yeah. But it goes out and marks them for everybody's HUD. Yeah, so it just cool. goes out and starts marking enemies. So you're a scout, yeah. Pretty much. That's and neat. then with mm-hmm. mine, it, it's a it's a turret that turns in uh, turns it into a uh, mortar. So, mm-hmm. oh shit, that's dope. Yeah, it's cool too because like. All the perks in the game, once you unlock them all, whichever the game is designed to have you unlock them all pretty much. Everybody can build their guy the same, but with this, it all depends on what specialization you're you're locked into. So like if I'm using this one, and you can swap them anytime, like I've said before, it's yeah. a job system. But you know, if I'm playing this one, you're playing that one, we have stuff that the other one doesn't have. So if there's certain like things that help the whole group and you have got something that can help the whole group, it's it's a cool system to kind of diversify and add some individuality to your build that otherwise people can't have. So right. Which is really neat. Well, yeah, like originally I was running around with a, a sniper rifle and then either an SMG, an LMG, or an AR. Um, and I've was when I picked Demolitionist, I noticed that it's perks for LMGs and SMGs. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to get rid of the sniper rifle now. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to, but obviously if I want the perks of the tree, that's what I'm going to give it a shot. And if I don't like it, then I won't do it. I'll get rid of one of the, the skill trees or whatever. And Yeah go back to using a long-range weapon so yeah it's definitely because you can't jump in between all of them it does feel like you'll be able to like go in there feel it around a bit and you're like "Eh, this isn't really working for me you can just hop over to another one and see how that works for you better plus i like that it does have things that i really like and things that i don't really like because it it will challenge me to try those things out Mm -hmm. maybe use weapons that i wasn't using before so Mm -hmm. or perks that i wasn't using before so yeah just talking about i want to play it so (laughs) <laughs> I've been playing it all weekend, just fucking uh, had all these things I want to do all weekend. I'm just like, I got, I'm about to level up. Hold on a second. Just constantly, <laughs> constantly, everything. We were trying to film. And fucking, I was like, you guys got the last stronghold left, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's do that. And so he's like, we don't got much time. I'm like, no, yeah, but we'll just knock it out real quick. <laughs> and then we'll film. It's fine. So I've been uh, I've been pretty bad about that. So. Well, it's funny too when I play with with you and Chris versus when I play by myself. It's like I'll set a way a waypoint and I I just run straight to where I'm going. Mm. I play with you guys and you guys are like, let's go over there. Let's go over there. Hey, what's that? <laughs> the whole time I'm just like, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm tiny. and I'm running straight to the thing, and you're like, you're passing everything. And I'll stop and look behind me, and you're just opening boxes. Well, the box thing, yeah. But like, you see, he's he's the shiny collector, real bad when I'm playing with him. Worse than I am. But then when Damn. I play with you, how's how's he worse than you? That's crazy. Because <laughs> I'm already pretty bad. I, I like I grab a lot of shit. Well, and then like the random events come up. You're like, hey, there's a you know, uh, this event and items, man. Well, I know. So I'm just like, okay. And I just kind of follow around and then yeah. I don't care. I just, it's a, it's more of a comment of how, like, uh, how I have to like kind of change how I well, play last when night I when I was, you guys, when I was playing with you fucking, we were trying to do some side mission. It took us like 45 minutes to go do it because yeah. we kept stopping. I'm like, Oh, hold on. <laughs> and then I'd be walking by, I look over and there's something. I'm like, bah, 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 and start shooting over there. And I start running over there and then you'd show up. And then we'd fucking finish it up. I'd like turn my head and there's a question mark. I'm like, what is that? And like, I don't know. I'm like, let's go check it out. We'll just go run over there. There's that one point where we're literally standing right outside of the main mission we're going to. I'm like looking at the building. I see the blue. And I like look over. I'm looking at the question mark. I'm like, no. Okay, let's just go. Let's just fucking go. Because like, I'm going to go do that. And then we're going to go do a bunch of shit. And we just got to get you through these fucking missions. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, obviously I'm really it's not a, a big deal because everything you do in the game. You know is, is beneficial so yeah there's no activity where you're like yeah that's, that shit sucks i just found it humorous mm. uh <clears throat> and right shoot stuff yeah i was playing with, with chris earlier today and like i'd be like waiting at the door for the next thing i turn around and chris is in some room like going through cupboards and shit i'm like dude <laughs> is he looking for food <laughs> where's the snacks at <laughs> what do you got here what's over here oh look at this what's that over there yeah, we're we're running up the stairs and fucking I'm just I'm waiting on you guys and then you come up and then Chris is like comes up the stairs and he's like oh, he's like just talking about a wire and I'm like looking at him and then he runs back down the stairs I'm like what and I like followed him and he's just looking at a wire I'm like oh yeah there's like doors that that sometimes have like secret shit to, or secret mm-hmm. ways to get into them and that one wasn't it wasn't the case for that one but like Chris was looking for it so like you know he's just fucking like, where's <laughs> where's the shit at. And I'm like, I, I went with him. We're both just like at this like little gate, looking at the wire and like looking through. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see any loot. And we're just like sitting there, like <laughs> fucking trying to figure out this puzzle that doesn't exist. He had me fucking going like, I think he's onto something. There's fucking a wire on the floor. There was one level I did that had like five or six doors that were all activated by like blowing out the fuses that were connected wires. The yellow boxes, the yeah. So it's I just got like mission. in that mode of like I have to find them. I see wires everywhere. Where do they go? Let's well, follow. I'm a fucking electrician in the game. And last night I had gotten like no sleep the night prior, and I was like, I'm gonna go to bed at a good time tonight. And I stay up to like five or six anyway. So I'm also kind of running <laughs> off like nothing now. Um, I need to sleep tonight. But fucking um, <laughs> me and Shara are playing a mission, and you go down these stairs, and behind the stairs there's just like a really dark, shadowy area that you can barely see anything back there. But I I saw one of those yellow locks on the door that you can shoot off. And then I saw a loop in the cage. And I just like, I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, oh, dark shit. And she was like, okay. And like, we run in there. And I shoot the thing off and we grab the loot. I'm like, what the fuck did that even mean? <laughs> and she started laughing. I'm like, dark shit? That doesn't even mean anything. I was so tired. I was just like, oh, it's like, it's dark over there. There's shit in there. I was like, dark shit. And Shelby was just right on top of everything. He just knew exactly what the fuck. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, dark shit. So, um, which is again, something that, that I think is really cool. Exploration matters. There's sometimes areas that you have to climb up over something and hop in there because there's no door to get in there. 
and then you unlock a door and you're able to leave and stuff yeah. like that. And I, I fucking love that. I love finding loot in some place that I could just walk right past because I feel like I'm like, oh, it's beneficial for me to explore. It's not just an empty fucking boring world. So I had one that I was hunting down. It was an SHT cache and also like a, a valuable item. I had to climb through this window, this one window that was busted open, and to get upstairs to get everything where I needed to do, I had to set off the fire alarms that would open the emergency exits to get upstairs. I haven't done that one. I haven't either. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Cool. There's just like uh, not the same, but every once in a while there's like a random mechanic that I'm not expecting. I'm like, oh, okay, there's something to this. Like there's that fight where you're in the building that's on fire and you gotta shoot the sprinklers out mm-hmm. to put the fire out while you're in the middle of a gunfight. I was like, this is a pretty cool idea. Even you uh, had mentioned, like, oh, that's kind of neat that they did that. Yeah. Because you're going from room to room, shooting stuff like that. And then you get into a room and you're like, Oh, I got to figure something out. Well, every mission feels different then, which is kind of important. Yeah. That's actually one of the big things. This is going to be a weird reference, but when I played StarCraft 2, that was a huge like perk towards that game for me. I was like, wow, every story mission actually feels different. Yeah. It doesn't just feel like build up the base, get the resources, make your army, kill the enemy. It like there was like objectives and points. Like and they thought like about so, every individual mission yeah, and, differently. And, yeah. and it made a huge difference. It made me want to go through the storyline of the game. So, yeah. you know, the same with this one. Which was huge for different. an RTS at the time because artists prior to that were just like a map that you played and beat and then yeah. you went to the next map. So just to kind of connect the dots on maybe someone who doesn't understand what you bring up StarCraft well, 2, but it's a good point. Yeah, it, it just... it. the whole point is that kind of stuff matters like when you're grinding out your levels is very much welcome experience um the standard has become just kind of monotonous for for most games and people focus on the wrong parts yeah and it's it's hard to call it a bad thing because it's just how it is with it and it is nice to see someone attempting to improve upon that aspect of it 100 i agree so much with that yeah. Anything else you guys want to say on that? We're talking about what we've been playing. No. Um, and my next one will be super short anyway. So. Okay. Anything else, Chris? No. No. I highly recommend this game to anybody who's listening about this who's slightly curious about it. You will most likely like it. If this game does not look like it's for you, try it out if you can. I'm not saying go spend 60 bucks on this game, but you might still really, like it because really it is worth 60 Because it is better than what I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny because it's probably the least uh, exciting game for me this month. I thought I was going to pick it up, but at no point was like, yeah, the division's coming out. Well, like, I picked Inquisitor Martyr this month because I was like, I want some deep gameplay that has longevity to it to play this month. And then this came out. I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't stop playing it. No. <laughs> it's like it's rough. Um, yeah, pleasant surprise. So, yeah, that's me, too. Like I like I said, I was going to pick it up anyway. Out of everyone I knew. They're all like, well, I'll see what you think of it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to play it anyway and probably like it. Now I'm playing, I'm like, holy shit, they fucking did it. This game's dope. So yeah. I, I can only recommend it, you know, really to everybody. So mm-hmm. unless you really hate shooters. But, I mean, you guys aren't even huge shooter guys. So it's still very much like a pseudo MMO. I, I like tax shooters, though. Well, I that's, that's the, fucking, that's the funny you. thing, man. People who don't like shooters still play tax shooters. I think it's mm-hmm. the pace. It's slower. Yeah. Yep. And I love textures. One of my favorite genres. It's pretty much dead. So if you've got a game where I can die really quickly, but I can take cover and like go through a fight methodically, I love that shit. Well, it's it's, it's more so at least for me the ability to have time to make decisions without having to do, rely on instinct so much as like actually like 
And Not that instinct doesn't play any factor, but like when you're playing a game like Call of Duty, it's muscle memory and instinct, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, when you're playing a game like this, you have a moment to go, like even in that split second, you can go, I can use my ability. I can go around this corner. I can run over there. Like you you can actually like start formulating a couple ideas before you do it. So mm-hmm. it is still really quick. Like you can't take too long, but oh, the enemies are so aggressive yeah. that they yeah. really don't let you sit for too long. Yeah, but you if you're can't. Just like I'm gonna sit back here and go in my menu and switch my guns. They're gonna come running up on you and punch you in the fucking head. You, and shit. Yeah, you. But you have just enough time to stew a little bit mm-hmm. and figure out what you want to do without feeling too pressured. But at the same time, the game's not gonna let you just hang out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're still talking about what we've been playing. Yes. So let's, uh, real quick, if you're playing The Division 2 or thinking about playing The Division 2, let me know in the comments what you think about it. Are you liking it or you're not liking it? Are you not playing it for a specific reason? Are you waiting to play it? Let me know everything How you think about. How is the post-game? How's the post-game? How are you enjoying that? I know fucking, we had a guy in the Discord who uh, fucking got to the last bit of content like a week ago and fucking <laughs> has been waiting for everybody else to catch up. So um, We're there, by the way. Yeah, we're there. It's finally happened. Um, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about comes through Division 2. Okay, Chevy, what have you been playing outside of the Division? Be a much shorter <laughs> conversation. Uh, I have been logging into Final Fantasy XIV, uh, especially with... Uh, Not playing it? Well, yeah, I've Just logging it. in? <laughs> Just logging in, uh, chilling it down. I did, I, did, nice. I did go into the optional items. I bought three more. <gasps> I bought two dances and Aerith, the minion... <sighs> her so. those dances are mo-capped fucking well i was watching oh, i was yeah. like wow they actually the animations are great they're done really well uh-huh. so yeah i got two more dances and got like, a fat cat too i know i, I brought the, every time brings came up and bring that up <laughs> but fucking that fat cat is dope yeah. you know what's really funny too is if you if i make it perch in weird spots people come up and just stare at me for a second all the time <laughs> i was like, in the middle of eureka and there's just a barrel next one the eighth rights and i just like centered it right on there so it just looks like he's lumping over the top of it pretty much and i had like three people just walk up to me and just like i would do the same (laughs) but i got some nice potato you got there pretty much uh and speaking of eureka that's that's pretty much what i log in i do um made about uh, another million gil in the last two days which is kind of nice chump change well for some people it most definitely is that was i don't know what i'm talking about full disclosure I've been Workshop. like so not focused on Gil in that game that I'm like always like around a million. I spend a bunch, I get it back. I spend a bunch, I get it back, mm-hmm. and I just I look in the the auction house all the time. I'm like, I can't afford this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, because of the the stuff you can resell out of Eureka, I'm just like just going up. And if I were to like spend time just like doing that for money, I'm sure you can get rich really fast. So. Oh yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm still trying to work on my weapon. I been having really awful luck with that because there's a part I'm on where you randomly can get five stat rolls on your weapon and mm. it won't do it for me. And that's what I need to move on. So I keep getting four. So, hmm. but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much all I've, I've been doing in there. Um, I was motivated to hop in recently because of something we were going to do talk about shortly so mm-hmm. that's it for me though that's what i'm playing all right chris what are you playing uh i have been dabbling in warframe again here nice how's that going yeah. um there's like a new event that's going on right now that kind of makes it so like as you do normal quests throughout the world you earn this this special currency and tier rewards for yeah i've been wanting event. to play for that 
that's that's like because people are saying it's a it's a better improved system over um oh shit what are they called like alerts and stuff like that yeah 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 because you're just uh, playing the game and still getting rewarded for playing it which i think is hmm. fucking sneaky of them because that just makes the game more addictive and it's not just like like kind of like shitty little things here. Like you get a noggle statue, which is really nice. Dope. But um, more importantly, I think to me, um, one of the earlier rewards you get is two free weapon slots, and then later on you get a free warframe slot. Yeah. See, I I've spent so much money in that game; it's fucking stupid. So I've never really ran into that. For the people who choose not to spend money in it or as often, it's cool they they finally are fucking hooking it up with that. Mm-hmm. I, I get not giving like a shitload of them, but giving any is fucking is cool that's awesome to it's hear. great because my ass builds every weapon so yeah. i've got like a back queue of like 60 things that are completed that i can't use yeah i uh i've built fucking a shitload of weapons but i always have weapon slots because i've bought a lot of fucking frames so i never have to think about it yeah say for a similar boat is is i'll go to make something except i don't buy the frames i just essentially I, I go to make something in that game and it's like you don't have any slots i'm like uh, okay click buy thank you yeah <laughs> yeah i have a habit of buying the frames to support them and then fucking um i end up making them later anyway so mm-hmm. and they yeah. just announced uh equinox prime so i'm excited for that oh shit you do play that frame yeah i do i do well i did i did not so much lately until they I died did. rest in peace equinox played a lot of uh a lot of mesa lately just because i just want to sit there and blow the room up <laughs> that's a good thing to do typically yeah. as long as you're not blowing yourself up nah, 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 nah. yeah no <laughs> <laughs> anything else happening in warframe there's a new frame hilda hildren thick mom thick hildren yeah that one i haven't gotten her yet but uh she big she seems inter- interesting. She's a, a shield-based frame. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Didn't we watch a video for that? We did. He yeah. wasn't there for it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, I feel like we talked about that. Yeah. And then they're still working on uh, Wisp 2, which seems really cool. Yeah, they have like three in the works, right? They always mm-hmm. do. <laughs> yeah. They always got frames in the works, yeah. Fuckers. Well, they always do, but they said like early on, around the time they're still working on Hildren, two other ones, that they said they had three. And they had like some slight concept hint type stuff towards it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember. Cool. I'm so out of loop lately. I have so many games. Like I, lit- I've been thinking about it for like the last month. I've been like, oh, I want to hop back in Warframe. It's been a long time. There's a lot of shit to catch up on. Mm-hmm. But this month's been fucking stupid. There's games cons every week. I'm buying something. I'm just like, Jesus, dude. I hate when this happens. Almost. Just take your time. Make that game. Fucking, you've got to release it right away. They they might be. There's but there's so many, many games people making being, them now. being made nowadays yeah. <laughs> that they all, every month there's some game releasing. Yeah. That's why when there's a game or a month that there's like one game coming out that month, I'm like, fucking thank you. <laughs> thank you. That gives me a month to play things. To catch up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I bought uh, Devil May Cry 5. I fucking, I liked it a lot. I haven't played it since I bought it. I want to get that game too. Sekiro is so fucking like challenging that I'm like, oh, I'll just come back to this later. Because that shit's stressing <laughs> gonna, me out. It's going to be the fucking plus uh, game one of these months, and you're going to be like, I get to play it finally. Probably. <laughs> I get stoked when games I own come out on PlayStation Plus because I'm like, hey, I get to play that now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, else? No, no. All right. I mean, other than the plus games. 
Yeah, which we'll talk about later this week. So I have played all the games at this point. I still want to get us together to play Inquisitor Martyr and get that footage for the show um, and enjoy the game. Um, but right now we're doing the same thing, Permission Division. So I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments. What games have you been playing this last week? What games should we be playing? Anything you'd recommend? Anything you're like, don't fucking play this. Don't play Left Alive or how that game was called when that came out. Um, and yeah, uh, what are you enjoying? What are you, where are you at in a game and what are you doing in general in life? How the hell are you doing? Let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Uh, we have two things we're going to talk about, uh, videos to watch, but they're two major topics. The first one being, um, I got to correct the past. I got to make up for, uh, fucking, fucking up this week. And that is, we got to talk about Stadia, Google Stadia, as everybody knows at this point has been announced and real quickly obviously you guys probably already know all about it but it is the google service coming out uh that will allow you to stream games on any device at 60 frames per second um 4k quality uh your computer uh fucking tablets phone your tv if it connects to the internet microwave you'll be able to buy their controller which connects to wi-fi uh, for the service, but you can also use mouse and keyboard and every other fucking controller under the sun, as long as it is compatible with whatever device you're using, and play games within five seconds of clicking the button. Uh, they have said uh, that, you know, with like YouTube, uh, you could be watching something and the commercial comes up and says, play Assassin's Creed, like as an ad. And if you have Stadia, which will be a service, you'll just click that and it'll just start the fucking game instantly. Um, so a lot of crazy stuff. So we're going to watch a video that's going to be the whole keynote uh, compressed into five minutes, talking about all the details. I'm pretty well versed on this topic. I've been fucking reading up on it ever since I heard about it, but just to kind of get everybody on the same page, and then we'll talk about it a bit because there's a couple things I want to talk about when it comes to this thing, but a couple other things that's also interesting uh, to know that will not be in this keynote, but uh, a lot of speculation that makes complete sense, something I speculated on as well. This will most likely be a free service because Google makes free services. You will most likely buy access to the games, though. They will most likely have free-to-play games as well, though. There will probably be uh, advertisements, so think of this as a service, um, which is really interesting. Um, and yeah, so, other... Hmm? So what you're telling me is that we can now play Skyrim on everything? Yes. Yes. Stadia <laughs> will make that Bethesda's dream come true. Um, <laughs> I got that's what he's building up to. <laughs> Skyrim. Um, yeah. So let's watch this video. We'll talk about it. I got a couple things I want to ask you guys about when it comes to this because I'm very mixed on this. Uh, so yeah. You ready, Chris? Yep. All right. This is... Uh, Google Stadia event in five minutes. So uh, three, two, one, and go. Our vision for Stadia is simple. One place for all the ways we play. Imagine you are watching games on YouTube and you discover the latest Assassin's Creed Odyssey trailer on Ubisoft's official channel on YouTube. You will notice the Play Now button. By simply clicking on that button, the player is brought directly into the game in a browser in as quick as five seconds. On Stadia, you just need to click on a YouTube video or link, and you can be playing your game instantly. At launch, we'll support being able to play games across desktops, laptops, TV, tablets, and phones. This new generation of gaming is not a box. 
With Stadia, the data center is your platform. There is no console that limits the developer's creative ideas and no console that limits where gamers can play. And here it is on a Pixelbook uh, running the Chrome OS. There is basically no hardware acceleration on that laptop whatsoever, and the game is running directly from our data center. It's then easy and instantaneous to move that same game experience from exactly that moment onto the phone, here on a Pixel 3 XL. And as such, we're also enabling players to use your existing USB controller or mouse and keyboard when playing Stadia on a laptop or PC. But of course, we will have our own controller that has been uniquely designed to enhance the experience for the Stadia player. I'd like to introduce you to the newest member of the Google That's Hardware family. Button. It has Google Assistant on it, so they're saying you don't have this to is your pull up a browser or have a second device. You can just it enables that and you to figure out where the, the fuck you need to figure Stadia out. Experience. Hmm. And there are many advantages to the Stadia controller. And the first is that it will connect through Wi-Fi directly to the game that is running in the Google Data Center. The Stadia controller identifies which screen or device you want to play on and links it with your game session running in the cloud, hmm. ensuring the highest possible performance and the best experience for players. In addition to the standard functions you'd expect to see on a modern game controller, the Stadia controller features two very important new buttons. The capture button is for sharing and saving your game experience back out to YouTube. The gamer can choose to share their experiences starting with a click to of this YouTube. button to themselves, to their friends, Th this or to is the gonna world. Be they are in control. Good for YouTube as a streaming the Google platform. Assistant mm -hmm. button. Pressing this button allows players to immediately access the controller's built-in microphone so they can get help from the assistant for special in-game features integrated by developers. Our goal with Stadia is to help fuel developer creativity at every level. And as a new generation game platform, Stadia will, of course, embrace full cross-platform play. Fortnite. And even bring game saves and progression across as well. When Stadia launches, we will have increased performance significantly to support resolutions up to 4K at 60 frames per second with HDR and surround sound. And in the future, we'll be able to stream games in up to 8K resolution. With a new technology called Stadia, <laughs> developers will let Aren't you cool? a playable moment from a game. This, this could weird. include the world state, the player's position, items they're carrying, anything the developer wants to pack into a shareable moment. The game's state can be encoded into a link that tells Stadia where to pick up the game. This could be sent to one player, or it could be shared with thousands at the same time on YouTube, through email, apps, messaging, or wherever links can go. When the player gets stuck on a level, like me, Instead of grabbing a laptop or a phone, they just need to push the button on the Stadia controller to get help from the Google Assistant. No distractions, no need to take your eyes off the game, and no secondary devices needed. I'm thrilled to announce that Stadia is launching this year, 2019. We will launch first in the US, Canada, the UK, and most of Europe. And we'll be connecting with you again in the summer to share more details on the games you'll get to play at launch and beyond. Thank you very much for gathering around with all of us today. With Stadia, we can all dream bigger and together build a playground for every imagination. Thank you.
All right, so that is Stadia. Hope you guys are caught up a bit. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of things to, to talk about here, so I want to kind of break it down real quick. Okay. First off, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the name Stadia as a platform? Um, I looked it up. Stadia is apparently something called a Stadia rod, which is that thing they use to measure distance through that little scope, like those construction worker looking dudes. Okay. That's what a Stadia is. It's a way to measure distance and shit. So, which is really interesting, a weird way to name a service or console. It kind of makes sense. Connecting people, seeing distance and kind of bring it together. kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what do you think of, of the name? I don't really have any hard thoughts on the name itself, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I usually, when it comes to like names of products, it's either like it, okay, yeah, or it, oh god, why'd they do that? And that's pretty much it. <laughs> so it's not a no god for me. <laughs> sure. Um, I actually kind of hate it. I don't yeah. like it as a name. Yeah, I think it's really, it just doesn't work for me. When I hear like Google Stadia, do you have Stadia? A lot of people have been saying this, and I agree. They're like, why don't they just call it Google Gaming yeah. or Google Games and call it GG? Like good game, like it would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. It makes complete sense. Have yeah. just a service on Google. It's like Google Games. Oh, play it on Google Games. You know, I'm not an advertising expert, but it just makes sense. So yeah. when I hear Stadia. It's cool because it kind of has like that console sound name to it. But at the same time, I almost think I feel like they overthought the name, and I don't think it flows too well. I know some people are like, "Why are you even talking about it?" It matters to me. Like when I thought, I remember when the Xbox was coming out. Uh, the original one, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. The Xbox. It's fucking X, dude. It's Xbox. And it kind of like the way it looked just like it's, it had the neon green and shit and kind of had like an attitude to it. The Sega Genesis like sounded fucking cool. Super Nintendo. It's fucking better than the last one. It's super. Like, you know, <laughs> this shit matters. The Dreamcast, I think, is one of the coolest fucking names for a console ever. Um, so, you know, I remember when they're like the, oh, the dolphin projects coming out, I'm like, mm. Oh, that thing, right. that sounds fucking neat. I don't know why I mean, fuck dolphins, but even um, Xbox one X that's an acronym for Xbox. It's clever. Yeah, yeah. Although I do think it's too much. There's too many X's happening there, but <laughs> makes sense, you know, and PlayStation is a cool name, but we say, you know, PS2, PS3, PS4, mm-hmm. kind of boring, but it gets the point across. So yeah, I only want to bring it up cause this is the name of the thing. Sure. It is entering you know the the console race at this point even though it's not technically a, a console yeah. it is a competitor it will have exclusives so right, right. um you know i and i feel dry it feels very like scientifically dry yeah, i i agree i even think the logo looks like shit that Just weird squiggle squiggle back and forth yeah yeah it's not it's not bad i'm not looking at going like Ugh, but i'm just like eh, that, you know you figure google would fucking Come up with something a little better. It's also you worth mentioning, think- too, that Jade Raymond, I think her name is, the chick who worked on the original Assassin's Creed. She's worked for Ubisoft for fucking years. She recently said she was now um, like a lead uh, director or whatever the fuck of something at Google. And people are like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, what are you even doing? She didn't say anything other than that. And then the stadium got announced she's leading the whole project. Mm-hmm. So someone from the industry is actually leading, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So You would think that, I mean, while the tech idea itself is kind of cool and scientific but you would still want something to be a little more creative and fun for people to get behind something cool and alluring yeah yeah it just it just feels so businessy yeah hmm pull out the google's company name is alphabet so i mean they're, they're not really good at this yeah. part anyway so yeah. yeah google's at least like goofy and fun sounding like oh google yeah 
I mean, now they're like the overlords of the fucking earth. But you know, at one point, they're like Google. We're just gonna use Google. It's all colorful. Google. Yeah, but I also think that was the kind of response to Yahoo. Yeah. So. Oh, definitely. But like Stadia sounds like a fucking like a type of car, like the Tesla Stadia or something like that. It sounds like a, a Pontiac Stadia. So. If that maybe, makes sense. maybe they wanted it to sound like classier or more maybe. scientific and maybe. less maybe, maybe. goofy. It just doesn't gaming. sound like a Google thing, though. None yeah. of their shit's like, mm, yes, the stadium. Mm, yes. <laughs> anyway, me and Chris are pretty much on the same page. You're kind of like, whatever about it. So, yeah, on that specific yeah. aspect of it, I just, yeah, whatever. Join the conversation <laughs> as we go through this. Let me know what you're thinking about when with the stuff we're talking about. So, the next thing I want to talk about is the controller. What do you guys think about the controller? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks pretty standard. It looks chintzy to me. I, I mean, okay. So I haven't felt it. I, I'll say I've said this in other videos where we've covered controllers and stuff like that. Like I can get a general idea, obviously, by looking at it. But until you hold it, who yeah. the fuck knows? The PlayStation controller you used to not like in the PS4 controller looks pretty That's, much the there's, same. There's, there's more to that than that, though. I didn't dislike the PlayStation controller. I disliked it for first-person shooters. I always have preferred it for fighting games, racing games, and uh, RPGs. Okay. But the Xbox controller is much better for first-person shooters, or was. Yeah. The first, second, all the iterations of the Xbox controller have always been more ergonomic in that sense. Uh, but the, yeah, the play, and my specific negativity towards the PlayStation controller was the PS3 controller, because it felt like shit. It was very. It felt like it was made of paper well, mache. Especially the original when they were going through the whole like legal thing for the rumble feature. Yes, yeah, so the they took it out, and it was just like this hollow really egg shell. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I'll 100 percent agree with that. That's like a tin can. It's like it felt cheap. The first. Yeah, it's garbage. It's awful. Uh, when the DualShock the Three fucking triggers came, were. Ooh. It was a weird decision as well, and but. Once again, though, you like you look at the PlayStation One, Two, Three, or DualShock. I'm going to specifically say DualShock controllers. DualShock One, Two, Three, and Four. With the exception of like the touchpad, obviously being very present in the the DualShock Four, that controller really didn't evolve that much visibly. Um, Oof, I disagree. But yeah, but well, I, but I'm also not thematically. It looks the same, yeah, but was, it is hugely different than the last couple. Well, the four is for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm just saying. With up until that point, though, they were pretty much like all the same. Yeah. But you, every one of them does feel different. Yeah. So um, I think it looks whatever. Like going back to the Google thing, I'm not like. It looks like a controller you'd get with a Roku. You can play Angry Birds on your TV, and then you get that thing in the box. Eh, I don't know about that. I think I think it looks like an actual controller, but it, I think uh, they once again uh, to bring it back to the name part, I don't think they were being super creative about it either. So when I look at it, I don't see creativity. Yeah. It looks like the same approach the Nintendo took with their controllers. It's just the fucking controller. It's just like work. a nicer Ouya controller. Yeah. Um, whew, let's, let's not insult it. Um, said nicer, but the shapes are the same. Um, what ha- it has a generic look to it, but mm-hmm. the D pads interesting cause it's all rounded off. So it looks like it'd be good for, you know, movements like in a fighting game, which is always the first thing I think about when I think of a D pad. Um, the buttons are interesting because they take after the Xbox. They're, uh, you know, X, Y, blah, 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 A and B. And they're Xbox's way, not Nintendo's way. Um, the shoulder buttons look like whatever. The analogs, I don't like that placement. The PS4 nailed it. They work fine. I don't know how they did it, but but it works. But most time when they're down there, I hate it. Because this is not a good uh, area for first-person shooters. The only reason it works for the PS4 is because they made the handles chunkier. 
They made them chunkier, but they also made the sticks stiffer, mm -hmm. so they feel good from that position. And yeah. also, the ergonomics on the top of the sticks are shaped better than they ever have been. They used to just be lumps, like a mushroom. Instead of having a ring now that you can yes. actually roll your knuckle on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a lot of small improvements with the PS4 controller that I love. Um, but uh, And then all the buttons on the top, fucking Google Assistant shit. It's all neat, but I haven't used it in practice. I don't know if I need it or not. Right. Just like the state share thing. It's an interesting technology. I, don't, I can't think of a reason I would I would want to use it. But I've said that about everything as new technologies have rolled out. So they are onto something that I haven't thought about. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the controller I, I think looks really generic and not very exciting. But I have the Nintendo controller and it's actually really fucking good. I actually really like it a lot. So uh, really surprising. So, but uh, just being honest here, you know, the name not a big fan of the controller looks janky to me. If it feels great and premium, good. That's what I want. Sure. I'll not care about it as much anymore. But uh, here's the thing, too. We're, controllers need to start. They need to work and, and be a fucking controller. But I want to see innovation. Uh, I have a, a paddle pack that I have attached to one of my PS4 controllers. And I fucking love the paddles. I've uh, You can uh, set them to any buttons on the controller on the fly anytime you want. And I love them. And I'd love to see one of the new, next consoles incorporate paddles onto the controller or new buttons because there is so many pro controllers out now that have all these cool features to them that you have to pay like 150 bucks for 200 bucks for and i'd like to see some of those ones the ones that work really well some of them you just got to be in the market for that move over like the ps4 innovation they put a fucking touchpad on they put a mouse on the fucking controller that was awesome the speaker can get the fuck out of there i don't care about that thing nintendo did that didn't like it then don't like it on the ps4 get the fuck rid of it um you know, the microphone, it's neat. Most things have that now. Google is a fucking tech company, a data collecting company more so. My fucking TV remote has it. So it makes sense <laughs> that their controller would have it. But I'm looking at that thing and they, there's no innovation on it outside of that fucking microphone. And uh, that's not a huge selling point to me. But it is neat. I'll be curious to see how it works. Hopefully it's super intuitive. If anyone's going to have, uh, you know, voice uh, to search stuff down, it's going to be Google. So um, that's interesting. Although it's going to be listening to you at all fucking times. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's fucking secure. I'm going to fucking kill myself. And it's going to go call 911 and fucking SWAT's going to kick your door down. Like, you gonna kill yourself? I'm like, whoa. So, it's gonna be listening to you all times. Um, but other than that, like, I look at it it's so uninspired. Like, where's the fucking, sure. where's the guys that. who make technology dreaming of the future of gaming? It's just like, here's, here's, it's got analogs. Dude, That'll work. They're not, though. They're an advertisement company. Use your own shit. Well, they're a tech company, data collection company, yeah. fucking hugely data collection company, yeah, and advertising companies. They sell your shit to everybody. The last two are, are the bread bigger. Of well, they start as so. tech. I'm trying to give them some credit, but they are 100% surveillance. Have, Get your info. They have sell money. It. Just like Facebook. <laughs> it's all just fucking what info do you have that we can sure, sell? Exactly. Mm -hmm. you th what were your thoughts on the controller, Chris? It's hard to say without getting your hands on a controller how well it's going to be, but it looks kind of boxy. I'm looking at it right now. It kind of looks like a weird off beaten child of the Xbox 360 controller and a PS4 controller. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think it's cool. It's three colors. I mean, I'll give them that. I mean, white, black, and greenish white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and orange and white. I, I like the color config with the one with the green, actually. Yeah. It pops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. But I mean, unless it's going to be something hardy that has a good, like, good heft to it, a good weight to it, and a good sturdy feel to it, it's going to feel real chintzy. Yeah. But it's hard to say without getting your hands on it. Yeah, it's funny bringing that up because, like, I, 
I bought, I'm going to talk about the Ouya again for a second, but I remember like buying that thing and being like excited for a new console or whatever. And I remember holding the controller. And I'm like, Ooh, that feels the Ouya weird. though. I gave a pass though. I was actually impressed with the Ouya's controller because it was a fucking it's startup. It's a startup so. company of some random dudes who were not in the industry. Yeah. Making a little box to play Android games. And I held the controller. I'm like, this is a separate cost to create the plastics, the shape, the yeah. functionality, the wires inside. That's a technical thing to make. Yeah. And they made it and it wasn't garbage. Right. It felt like it wasn't made premium like fucking Sony would, like except for the PS3 controller thing was garbage. And fucking uh, Microsoft, you know, the Xbox controllers always feel fucking quality as hell. They feel really nice. Um, especially like the, the Xbox X con- or Xbox, uh, one X controller, Xbox one in general. I don't know why I'm fucking going with the X. That thing feels like, aside from the analogs that I hate, that thing feels nice. It feels like you, when you're paying that full price, you're getting a chunk of plastic that was well-made. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the Ouya thing, like the Ouya thing, fucking, um, so, some of the pieces you like when you put the battery in and fucking locked it in like it felt stiff to shove that fucker in that felt stuck almost which i appreciate it's better than if it's loose and clanking and shit mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um but yeah i was really impressed with that controller that they made the fucker sure but my whole my whole point was like you feel it and you eat the plastic obviously feels like cheaper Just, plastic mm-hmm. blah, blah blah uh and then you hold a playstation 4 or, or a uh xbox one controller but not and, the PS3 controller. and the you can tell even like shape aside and comfort aside it just like the plastic itself the moment your finger touches the plastic you're like mm-hmm. ooh, that's nice material premium yeah. yeah um and that makes a huge difference because like you know i, I love the i can i can nitpick the shit out of both controllers like i think the i can't <laughs> you can't no you ooh. got me beat i complain about shit all the time i i think so i don't like the analogs on the xbox and i think the fucking speaker on the ps4 suck well, yeah, I don't mind. That's my the speaker part, but uh, I do think that the um, face buttons on the PS4 controller, for example, um, just the the way they feel feels a little shallow sometimes. I don't know how to explain that very well, but I I feel like uh, they would wear out pretty quickly over time. Uh, fortunately, most games make you use the shoulders more. But um, and then with the Xbox One controller, I think. We've already talked about loose joysticks, but the big one for me is I think it feels really thin, and I don't like the way it feels in my hands in that regard. Like the Xbox Ergon, controller, the one Xbox One controller feels thin, thin because I think the, like this controller is a little. Thin. I do like uh, that thing's thick as fuck. I think the 360 <laughs> controller feels way better, like in my hands, than the Xbox One controller does. What do you mean, though? Because that's a completely different thing to say it feels better in your hand versus the other that's one. That's what I'm saying. That I feel like my hands are really like pinched together when I hold the Xbox One controller for visual re- reference. So that's what you mean by thin? Yeah. Okay. So versus like, you know, when you hold the PS4 controller or the Xbox 360 controller. So the gonna... ergonomics on the Xbox One controller are not as full in your hands as the Xbox 360 controller. I did controller. say I was nitpicking. No, I'm trying to clarify because you said thin, and when I'm yeah. thinking thin, I'm thinking like a piece of paper or a, a fucking two by four, not the circular aspect of how your hands hold the controller. I'm trying to understand your complaint better. No, I I, I mean like the the control you set the controller on the table type uh-huh. of thing. It feels like it's a flatter controller. To I me. haven't seen them, but I'm pretty sure if we put them side by side, the three six controller is smaller in every way. 
No, it doesn't feel that way. Because that thing though. feels like a baby controller so. in my hands compared to the Xbox One controller. <laughs> I'd have to feel them both. Yeah, but we'll I, do the comparison later. But like I've used the 360 <laughs> controller. I squash this. I've used the 360 controller recently, even on my PC, mm-hmm. and I think it feels better than the Xbox One controller still. So yeah, I do too. But the thin thing, I don't, I don't know about. But I, your preference on it, I agree with. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it could just be uh, a matter of my choice of words to describe it versus what I may be trying to convey, mm-hmm. and not really working with this discussion with you. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of words too, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, judging this new controller for the Stadia just by looks alone, mm. if you slapped a Mad Cat symbol on it and told me it was for the Xbox, Same. I would believe you. Same, yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, when I look at it, like there's like weird controllers that like Roku's and dongles and stuff will have to play Angry Birds and shit. And I was looking at them like, what do those feel like? Those gotta feel like. It's gonna feel like chintzy shit. Yeah, like a dollar store controller <laughs> if that was a thing. So, but it does look shiny. So it probably has a nice polish on it. They probably do use premium plastics and stuff. I'll be curious to see what the price point on that is as well, considering it connects yeah. to Wi-Fi, not you know to anything specific. So you're right. just connected to the internet with it, which makes complete sense. Its input is going to the servers, not to a box. So, um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say on the controller? Um, okay, so let's talk about the service. What do you guys think about um, the service? Do you think it's going to be free? Do you think it's not going to be free? Um, most people are speculating it's going to be free. I feel like it will be as well. I think there was a leak via the quartering that I watched saying that it will absolutely be free um, as a service. You'll buy the games or the access, the license to the game, and you'll be able to play it. Uh, what do you think about that aspect? And uh, essentially being able to play where the fuck you want without hardware necessarily. Like I, I almost see a future where... Google will be able to sell monitors that connect to the internet. You pretty much did it with laptops already. Yeah. But I mean, like a gaming monitor, you feel like you're like sitting at home and you can buy like a fucking curved monitor, Google, and it it just connects to Stadia. Well, this is, this is kind of what the the developers have been talking about for a while. It's the end of the console system. This is just the beginning of what we're seeing is how um, gaming access is going to be more of a service Mm -hmm. and not just needing to have the hardware, physical hardware at home anymore. You're going to more of like a cloud service. I think it's just the kind of the beginning of it. Um, Whether or not it's going to be free is hard to say because having access to those many, all the games at once, you either have to pay a lot of money for every, or a lot of money, but you know, buy every game every time and down you know download the content for that or stream that content mm. or play a monthly fee yeah. kind of like what you do with uh netflix that, the, kind of like netflix yeah, yeah. And you just kind of have access to a general sort of games that they have on hand at the time if it is that would you prefer to pay monthly or would you want to pay per game depends on how many games i play it, it's kind of you got to kind of balance the cost efficiency i think for me it's uh how many games they have accessible if it's a monthly thing how many games they have access that i want to play mm-hmm. um versus it, it's it's hard to say i would probably more likely be like a pay month to month type person um instead of having buy access to games each individual one but again it really depends on what games they have available at launch i guess would be like the deciding factor to begin with for me yeah yeah, I see paying a monthly fee making sense. I just don't know how much money that would make for the developers of the games because I know Netflix is making a lot of money, but they invest a lot of money to make shows for Netflix. Mm-hmm. But they're, that's their money. Whereas like a developer giving you access to let people play their game, it's not physical. It's just you don't even own the fucking thing. It's just existing on a server that they're touching. So any profit on that makes sense. But you're also taking away from people who would actually be paying them fucking money 
for right. the game itself. So the profit motive is really interesting. So the monthly thing, I don't know how much they'd have to charge. It couldn't be too much, or otherwise it's not going to su succeed. Yeah. If you buy licenses, it makes sense because it's kind of like owning Steam or having Steam and owning games or whatever. The only thing that freaks me out with that is when the internet's down, even your single-player games are not accessible anymore right. unless you can download them onto your device for an offline mode. But when they're saying you can play it on everything, you there won't have restrictions. There would be obviously. restrictions. So it's so a lot of logistics that's really interesting to it. I would again prefer to own the 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 right to play the game. Um, you don't own the game. You barely own games nowadays. But um, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of the wrong guy because I'm not completely sold on the idea of this already as of right now in 2019 yet. But um, it is where games will eventually go. So. Mm -hmm. I have to start thinking about that for the record as well for people who keep saying that this is like the beginning or whatever on live already tried this and they failed um they did the infrastructure then definitely didn't exist and only was available in certain areas and it fucking failed this as well i'll be curious because i was looking at on average connection speeds across the world they're all really fucking low so yeah and you have to have 25 megabyte down to play this uh 1080p 60 frames yeah 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 so what, what's your opinion on this as a service i'll say you're gonna have to break down those questions for me again what <sighs> parts to respond to uh okay so first off what do you think about a non-console access to games uh not I, owning the games so you're I, just playing i'm personally just not interested yeah at all i'm kind of on the same page um i do realize developers specifically like the big ones want this 100% and they're going to push it um, puts even more protection of their property in their pocket and they get more control over their, uh, their stuff and less piracy, yada, yada, yada. So mm -hmm. um, <sighs> I, I'm also the type of person I want to like, even a, I'm fine with buying digital games, yeah, uh, but I want to be able to buy them and download them and play them on my device, whether the, the, internet's there or not so I'm, I'm with you on that 100 so um i'm not on board in that regard but i'm i think that the the idea is interesting so yeah i think the best way that this is going to be because i really don't know how state is going to do mm -hmm. i really don't think it's going to be like this breakout hit um just because the infrastructure is not there just because on twitter the reception's been mostly negative which is crazy. Um, the tech's really neat, though. I have to mm -hmm. say that part. Um, but I think the best thing we're going to see this work its way into uh, uh, the market is a console that already does what we do and offers a streaming service as well. And then once you start seeing the numbers of people choosing that over prior uh, ways of playing, then they'll make the move to that. Yeah. But I think, I honestly think... It is smart for them to get their foot in the door, and Google has the money for this to sit around and not make a lot of money for a while. So mm -hmm. if anyone's right. going to do it, it's them. Makes sense. But I think they are doing it too early. Yeah. If their yeah, compression is, is, if they have a new compression technology that's able to fucking make sure this will work on everything, more power to them. But I really, I, I just, this, it's still too early. It's still too early. I mean, we live in a metropolitan area, so we have decent internet. And a lot of places on the east and west coast, the United States, have pretty decent internet from what I hear from most people I talk to. People in the middle of the United States, though, I hear all the time their internet fucking sucks. People tell me all the time, that's oh, not that great. I fuck, it's going to take me forever to download this. Those people aren't going to want to fucking play on Stadia. Right. No. And some people don't want to 
they want to own their shit, mm-hmm. which I completely understand. So, yeah, um, which is is an interesting thing. Not to poo poo it because I'm a huge tech dude. Most of us are. We all are. But like um, the idea of Stadia is really neat. But I think it's it's better as a supplement right now. So, for instance, if I'm going on vacation and I'm not, I don't want to lug a console with me. If they could somehow allow you to access your saves on other consoles over on the Stadia through some kind of deal, that'd be the sweet spot for me because then I'd love to progress and play something while I'm on my fucking phone or my laptop at a hotel yeah. while I'm on vacation. That'd be dope. That'd be a cool yeah, service I'd pay for. Work. No, and, yeah. and, and I, I, I agree in that regard. Like, obviously, your saves from your places, your Xbox, your Nintendo, yeah. whatever. Just have like a like a uh, Google uh, link my PS4 account together, like a bunch of shit already yeah. does with like Twitch and all this kind of shit. Because I mean, obviously you're already going to be able to resume your game if you started it in Stadia anywhere yeah. you go. Um, but. but if I'm playing like Sekiro here and I save it, I got to catch a flight and then I land wherever and I got some time to kill and I have Stadia, I, I, I'm, I pay for the service and I'm able to connect to my PS4 account saves at the very least and uh, I pay for the service I have access to Sekiro and I can just load my save from there and they're connected that's something I would pay for yeah also a lot of people are really excited because you don't have to I know I had topics or whatever I want to talk about specifically but I'm, I'm just now I got shit flowing in my head another thing too is people are stoked about not having to buy hardware anymore. And I that actually kind of fucking makes me sad because I've, I've grown up building computers with you and a bunch of people and I've always enjoyed that and I've always ha- loved this, the, the, the idea of new fucking tech coming out and being able to get that into my computer and upping the way my stuff works. And some people are like, I don't want to do that, which is fine. It makes complete sense. If you want to just play Stadia or whatever, it makes complete sense. It's cheaper. It's If it works, it's better in that sense. Like you don't have to worry about anything, no problems. But I use my computer more than for just gaming. Yeah. So this isn't going to replace gaming on PC for me at all because I edit shit, I make music, I um, I I edit photos, I do all sorts of shit on my computer. Stadia is not going to do all that right but, now. And I think I think Stadia is going to be the same uh, as what com- you know the phone has done for to computers for the average user, yeah. which is. Uh, you can do everything in one spot, type of thing. Um, well, and as people far as hobbyists though, mm-hmm. who want to build their computers and stuff like that, that the, you know, obviously it still exists. Uh, you know, your desires gonna be different, but like, you know, most people can take this and do everything they need to do. Most people don't even really yeah. need a computer because they do everything they right. they do on there. Mm-hmm. Unless you have hyper specific things like yeah. making stuff or playing stuff. Like, and to you, be honest, you can do most of that shit on your phone, which is amazing. But it's not as optimal. It's not as good for For sure. And I'm sure it will get there. But like um, you're still going to have the hobbyist mm. essentially. It's my whole my whole point there is uh, people I th- uh, not to speak for you, but I'm going to, you know, like you, like me, mm. uh, likely like Chris, you kind of like having that the thing. It's a yeah. visual representation of the thing you have a passion for. So. Well, there's especially with PC gaming. There's a fucking culture behind PC gaming outside of the gaming itself. Sure. The like like car nerds, computer nerds are the same. Like it's gonna be real hard. Look to, under the hood, yeah. It's gonna be real hard to convince those people. Like that thing you've been doing your whole fucking life, it's not not worth it. You can just get Stadia now. Yeah. Like I I can't see them dissolving. 
So just like books, people say for a long time, like, oh, you just read it on your computer, blah, blah, blah. So many people, people still read. don't want to I, do that. Yeah. I refuse to buy books digitally. It's, I only buy physical books. Well, and I've, I've read a couple books digitally and it's not, it's not mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah. And some yeah. people do both, but that's one time where the market told us what we want and consumers said no. So it's not always, it's not always like, just like steam boxes. Yeah. They're like, you guys are going to want these. People are like, no, we don't. We still yeah. want to make computers. So they got rejected. Like there's a lot of things that get introduced on live. This exact thing got rejected. For they sure. also don't have the infrastructure Google does though. If anyone's going to do it, if anyone can do it right now, it's Google. If they can't do this, right. nobody can do this right now. But, um, right. but it's just really interesting that this is being introduced and the market has to accept it or not. Consumers mm-hmm. have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really interesting to read on Twitter. Like I said, I would say 85% of everything has been pretty negative. Mostly because people don't like Google and I don't like a company that rhymes with Moogle as well. So what's wrong with Moogles? I love Moogles. Things that rhyme with Moogle. I'm being the, the AI might be listening on YouTube and Moogle owns YouTube. What'd you say about uh, one of the alphabet companies? I didn't, but yeah, people, people having that issue. I have the same one. So I, you know, um, Mm. I have a problem with a lot of companies and their monopolies and their growth. And so the idea of them, um, creeping into, um, a sector that I'm really passionate about. I don't know if I'm so excited to support them. So, yeah. Well, and even but I if like this the competition fails, because Google is such a large company, they have the resources to spend on this. It could be laying down the groundwork for future endeavors for people to pick up after this, which is mm-hmm. really interesting to think about. I mean, they, tr- they tried doing that with the push for fiber internet though. Yeah. For gigabyte internet, I should say. Yeah, that fucking dropped out. Of, like, it's just gone. Became too expensive. Yeah. Comcast was in Time Warner. We're fighting, like, fucking yeah. tooth and nail to keep them out of cities. So Yeah, I mean, and Google has, I mean, Google Glass didn't didn't catch. I mean, so they're Google all about. a lot of dead projects. Oh, yeah. A lot 100%. of dead projects. Yeah. So this will be really interesting to see where it goes. Um, as for, like, people going, like, well, somebody's got to do it. Well, everybody's going to do it. Yeah. It's Google's ha- just doing happening. it first. They're yeah. pulling the Android. They're fucking releasing it before, you know. Apple decides to do it in a, the safest way possible. Uh, you know, PS5 will most likely be dabbling with this. The next Xbox will most likely be dabbling with this. Well, so just because Google is pushing it first, right. the industry, I guarantee, is all on this page right now. 100%. They're all yeah. behind the scenes doing this. Google's just releasing it first. They're talking about it first. Well, and so when people are like, you know, it's got to be done. Google's doing it. It's good. It's neat tech-wise, but, like, everybody's going to do this. So if you're just saying... Yeah because they're doing it first it's good that doesn't mean anything yeah usually the people who do it first end up failing yeah on live is fucking dead i mean like it did not work well you you have uh sony and microsoft already dabbling in it in the current systems it's although sega did this in the 90s the sega channel it was literally a tv channel oh you could connect to the internet and play and play streamed games it was like pay-per-view yeah 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 so it's already been done yeah, this that, is not the new guy. Yeah, that was data through uh, coaxial versus mm-hmm. uh, yeah. fiber optics. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Well, it's just like you used to be able to download games through radio waves too. So. Yeah, and there's some crazy some weird Fallout age out there. fucking oh, what kind of tech. techno wizard black magic you're talking about over there. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. You should check it out sometime. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it didn't take off. Anyway, you were you were saying something. I was just saying Microsoft and Sony are already uh, trying to get people. The, the, the approach is different, obviously. They're not mm-hmm. just going, here it is, take it. They're basically going, even though Microsoft almost did. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're they're trying to get people comfortable with that. And by throwing in 
more incentive to do their online services, PlayStation Now and uh, the Game Pass system and stuff like that. They're trying to get people comfortable with these these ideas because they learned, both of them, that mm-hmm. by pushing something too hard, people go, no, yeah. $600 PlayStation. Well, Blu-ray is the future. You are right, but you push too hard too quickly. Yeah. Online is the future. I don't want that online all the time. So, I mean, like people do, and Microsoft fucking should take a lesson in this because their whole career is this. People don't want to have your features you want for them enforced to them. Yeah. They want options. Yep. That's why like Stadia, you can play things and stream them. People want options. Choice. So I see, you know, if PS5 comes out or the next Xbox, next box comes out and it is the same way that we've been playing games, but also is like, you want to stream games? And you're like, yeah, fuck it. If I got the connection, I'll do it. I don't. I want to play this game right when it releases. I don't want to download shit, yeah. which is a perk. Um, right. You know, I, I see that. That's that's the easing in. I really don't see Stadia just coming up and people going fucking finally. Right. I don't have to own shit. I can just play games and Google Google can listen to me <laughs> while I play them, and they can study what the hell I say. Because another thing that freaks me out too is we're in a, we're in culturally in a place where people are pushing further and further on, um, you know, enforcing the way people do things, say things, blah blah blah. This is a service that is purely streamed. So I mean, like, if you have some kind of negative track record or something, they could just shut your fucking service off. I know it's conspiratorial, but it's already happening with fucking Blizzard and Twitch and all other things. So that's another thing I kind of think about is like. If you get dinged on some other website that's related to Google, they don't like you. They could potentially just be like, you don't play games on here, which is their right to do. But it's it's a new territory. Yeah. that That's really interesting. The problem with the terms of service agreements yeah. is they can literally put that in there. And the moment you say, I agree, they're, they're right. You're not. So Yeah. Yeah, because you agreed with it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It makes sense, but it's just, there's so, there's so many things about, I, I really just kind of want to see where this goes and when it releases, I will, I've been kind of a naysayer on this and some people have been like, you know, it's a good thing. And I'm like, overall, like the tech is interesting. I don't even know if it's really a good thing in my opinion, but I will try it. Like all this stuff I'm being kind of negative about or kind of being like, I don't know if I'm even really into this right now. Um, when it comes out, you know, I'm going to try and see how it works. Cause I'm really curious on, on that compression how they're gonna be like the latency right now they had charts out showing that the latency is similar to playing on an xbox one x it's a little worse slightly but so but when you're playing xbox one x you're not noticing the lag Mm -hmm. because it's barely there but it exists you can you can you can measure it same thing with stadia it's a little worse so it's about as good as a console apparently if you have the right connection so i'm gonna be really depends your connection though 100 percent and like if your connection dips, like when you're watching YouTube and you have it on auto and it's like, we're dropping down to 420 right now. Is that going to happen when you're playing fucking a game? Or when you're yeah, how's that going to work in a game? Is the game just going to lag out and stop playing well, for a second and just freeze? The resolution might drop to 420. It'll become pixelated. You're in the middle of a fucking boss battle in goddamn Dark Souls 3 or whatever the hell. And now everything looks like goddamn, looks like fucked. a Jackson Pollock fucking painting. And you're just like, yeah. it's like, what the fuck am I looking at? And you die. Like, that's going to suck. Yeah. So Comcast, like, we're doing maintenance. Your router starts eating fucking Comcast shit. Comcast isn't going to tell you that. I know. They're just going to do it. Well, they say it over there. You can hear it. <laughs> like, we're doing maintenance, and fucking your your internet's like, nope. And you're like, fuck. 
doing maintenance or billing system so we can find a way to get another five dollars a month out of you oh we see you're on stadia that's going to cost you extra money that's a lot of streaming fuckers i mean think about that yeah there's packages now that you have to pay over a certain amount we pay for an unlimited which is now more than we were paying prior it's just a new way for them to get more money but streaming a game is going to be fucking way worse than streaming a 4k movie oh yeah that's that's active constant data yeah registering you're you're sending data to something and sending it back cell phone companies are gonna love this 100 dude that's what i'm thinking about oh wow we because kids are pay extra for a moment on that too gonna fucking play stadia on their phone oh yeah oh yeah especially if you can play fucking fortnite or apex legends you can already play fortnite but yeah but (laughs) better i can just imagine lawsuits now parents trying to sue them because the massive bill their kids caused there's a whole new thing that's gonna fucking happen with this like it's gonna change everything if it catches um Kind of going back real quick, and then we should move on because I don't even know if we have enough time to really fucking move on to the other topic, to be honest. But we'll see. Um, we might have to do a separate episode for that. Are you guys okay with that? Well, I mean, this is your call. I don't care either way. Well, just time wise, where we're at. That's mean. You and the guy who has to be up early. That dude? That fucking guy? Um, shit. I was going to say something before I even, I even brought that up. Um, oh, no. What, what did you think, though, about um, the service? Would you rather, even though you said you're not really into it, would you pay for separate games or monthly fee? And what do you think that would if be? If I had to pick one? Yeah. I'd buy the games. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think they'd be cheaper? I I, I don't think... Because uh, you're not buying a game? I don't think... No, I don't think so. No, I don't think no. they... I, I know they, they don't have to and they won't, most likely, but I, I it's just interesting because you're not, you're not buying the game. You're You're... Buying access to a server. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I just the regardless of, of the what you're getting out of it, if I'm being made to pick one option or the other, mm. I don't want to pay for the service. I'd rather buy the product. Uh just outright. And because I don't like I don't like auto billing in any in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um I want the choice to pull the trigger. Honestly, yeah. If I have like my PS five here and I'm buying the games like I do now or I have a service that I'm going to start now playing my games on, but every month I'm being charged for that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would rather just, I, even if it was cheaper too, I'd rather just like actively be making those purchases. I don't know. It's that's, yeah. that's a traditional thing for me. Yeah. I mean, I have a, a few exceptions obviously because a lot of video services yeah. are that way at this point. And um, you pay for Final Fantasy 14, but you also buy the, well, yeah, I don't have that. on. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. manually pay for it every month. Um, because I'm still making that decision. And if I forget about it, the only thing that's suffering is I can't log in. Yeah. My bad. So what if, what if, if it is a monthly to month thing like Netflix, what if it does the Netflix thing where it rotates games out of service? Why is so like Xbox have, See, I would hate that does. though. I would not fucking would, pay for that. I would hate that. I would not pay for it, it either. It would have if I couldn't pay the game, play the games that I wanted to initially and they're gone. Yeah. I'd be livid. Yeah, and that's a great point too, because Netflix does cycle out their contracts, their original contents there, whatever. But and honestly, the only thing that's going to make me play Stadia, try it out specifically, is it's going to have exclusives, which is huge for them. That's an Mm -hmm. awesome thing that they're doing. I will, if they have a game that I cannot play on any other console, I will pay for the service to play it if it looks cool enough. That's fucking huge. But yeah, if they're cycling out games through contracts no fucking way am i am i paying for that service no to hope that my game will stay in service long enough and then when it's gone it's gone it needs yeah. to be like steam 
It mm-hmm. needs to have always the same games adding new ones. If it does not have that, you will not get me. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no way I'd pay for rotating games. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a like a MOBA and three games every week you can play and then fucking swap out. There you go. Oh my god. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd get people to fucking play it and then when it's cycled out, they're like, oh, I gotta buy that. That's genius. I just gave you an idea, Moogle. Welcome to Tasty Little Gaming Stadia Edition. Yeah. We play games offered to you on Stadia every month. Whew, yeah, we can't do that. We don't got time for another <laughs> show like that. <laughs> Barely got time for the two shows we do for that. <laughs> um, fuck, what was I gonna say? What do you think about the connection, though? Do you think it's gonna be? I mean, it's it's pretty much a given. But do you think that if they get it down to being able to be played anywhere, do you think people are gonna do it? I mean, some people are. I, I, I honestly have no idea because all yeah. I can really speak of is my personal feelings on it, and yeah. maybe a little bit based off like the people who are willing, like actually talking to me about it, which so far has been mostly you. Mm. So, well, um, yeah, new tech, and this is essentially a new console release in my mind. So I'm like, holy shit! Um, I don't know. I, it's kind of a wait and see for me. I, I don't mm-hmm. really. I have no idea. This is hard to say because it really requires, it seems like it would require a really good connection to have a consistent, well played session. Yeah. Um, and like you said, there's not a lot of that throughout the world. Um, so I think this is going to be kind of really niche to begin with. It's mm. going to be people who have a lot of extra cash, who have those really strong mobile services, who have like unlimited data or have, you know, those really strong wireless Wi-Fi bullshit services that are just, you know, astronomically out of a normal person's price range. Yeah. I don't think anybody else, unless hardcore gamers who are really inter- interested in playing this or testing this out, are going to get this just well, the, because the inconsistency in how data streams for even just like mobile phones. Yeah. When the data thing is, is the once I was introduced into the conversation that really changed a lot for me because that's, that's a real factor for a lot of people. There's data caps that people have, and this will fucking suck up data. The thing that I was thinking about though, is this, this will have free to play games on it. It'd be stupid to not have sure. Fortnite. It'd be stupid sure. to not have apex legends. It'd be stupid not to have warframe. It'd be very easy for them to do. Cause those, those are already on every console already so mm-hmm. um and so people will be playing on stadia in that sense they'll want to play those games on the go or wherever the hell they're at and be able to play them uh so i'm curious how that's going to work because what would be the profit for them for that right. unless they right. had to deal with the developers to get a cut of the microtransactions no. or put advertisements on it I was, well yeah. you might be, being who we're talking about, that latter one is not so crazy. But like, but also the data they're collecting on you, just hearing you talk, is fucking money. Well, enough. it's a streaming service, so it's, it's tracking your location as you're playing too, so you can see what times you're resting yeah. and where you're yeah. resting at. The because uh, that data is fucking worth so much money. It's stupid. I'll say they're just gonna do the same thing, you know, everyone else does, and they're gonna take a percentage of any purchases made through the the game. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it'd be crazy for them not to. Everybody else does it. So. I'm talking about having cross-play access, but in my experience, a lot of the systems that have cross-play access are pretty limited in what games they do offer cross-play on. Well, because it's, like, it's a like new... PlayStation with Warframe. No. No cross-play like with Xbox. No cross-play with PC because the, the certification process, they don't they don't want to give that up. They well, don't, it's a new frontier they, right now. They don't mean it that way, though. They mean it like, I'm playing 
through Stadia on my phone and you're playing through Stadia on your TV, you're mm. cross-playing mm. between those. Gotcha. But they, they also said they want you to be able to play with other consoles. Sure. They, they, they're essentially taking the same stance that Nintendo and Xbox have. Sure, and I, and I yeah. get that aspect, but when they're using it as an advertising word, they're, yeah. they're getting away with it by meaning that. Well, I think so. they're also emphasizing it because so many people play Apex Legends, so many people play Fortnite, that yeah. the idea of cross-play of those games makes the community even bigger. And it's more of uh, like, oh, hey, you like those games. You're going to be able to play with your friends regardless, um, which makes complete sense. Because mm. um, I think they're really going to be banking on the idea that people are going to want to play those games on the go with people that they're already playing with. So that opens the door for more potential customers. Yeah. If you can continue playing with your friends, a game you're already playing all the time on your console. Right. So. Right. Um, but yeah, cross platform as well. Like, yeah, it, it won't matter because it's just the service you're accessing. Yeah. So, um, which will be really interesting. Uh, the cross play is interesting though, because they're saying that they support it, they want it, but that doesn't mean they're right. going to get it because right. the logistics of that. I mean, like, they don't have a console that's connecting to people. It's their server. They'd be connecting to other people's servers, which maybe right. would be easier. It sounds like it maybe be easier, but at the same time, they got to get granted that access to other people's servers. I'm sure Nintendo and Xbox will be all for it. And PC, of course. Right. But uh, Sony's the one that's going to, you know, they don't need to. So, I don't know. <laughs> Sony, this, no, no, fuck you. No. Yeah, I don't know. You keep you keep asking, but I keep saying, I don't know. So, I don't know why you keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox is fucking, come on, come on. I you owe me. Decrease of 5% pro- productivity in all offices with cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, people upset that Fortnite is on phones and kids are playing that and teachers who are taking phones away now because of that have a whole new fucking challenge coming to them. If you can access AAA fucking 1080p 4K games 60 frames per second on your phone Mm -hmm. and have some kind of thing to have a controller connected and and sit there and just play it. I mean, like it's essentially a switch at that point. Every phone's a switch. Yeah, You're just taking it where the hell you go. So... It's crazy. There's a lot of things on the uh, the horizon when it comes to this, and other people are going to be joining the fray. I'll just be very curious to see who does what and how they do it, because I do think Stadia is. Um, I mean, it's unproven, of course, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, I think there's better ways to probably implement this. But like I said before, too, Google can sit on this for a couple of years mm. and lose money exactly. on it. So that's that's the reason why Xbox even exists, because Microsoft had the money to go, here's the Xbox. Anybody want to buy it? And some people are like, yeah, I'll buy it. And I'll buy it. Okay. Who else wants to buy it? Yeah, I guess I'll buy it. Okay. We're not getting as much sales as the other people. Okay. Well, just, we, we can we can hang out for a little bit. And then 360 came out, and everybody's like, I need it. Yep. So. Yep. They had the money to do that. Other companies would be like, we're not fucking, no one's taking the bait. No right. one's catch it, getting caught. So Google can can do that. Plus, no hardware. They're not shipping hardware. So it's just the server they got to keep on. The server, yeah. It's yeah. better profit overall. What do you guys think about, uh, last question probably, um, what do you guys think about being able to use mouse and keyboard and controller and developers most likely having to allow that in their games? Because for certain things, I think it's kind of neat. Like, oh, I want to play this with the mouse and keyboard. I want to play this with the controller. I can just do whatever. And you can do that on PC pretty much already. But I was say, it's just the same mentality as PC at that point. But if somebody's like, and that's a good point, but like if I'm on my phone, I'm using a controller, someone's at home with a fucking mouse and keyboard, they're going to wreck my ass. Sure. But you kind of made the decision to play on your phone at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if it's the only thing you got, it's the only thing you got. But at the same time, like, 
that's what you're you're uh you know entering into so uh yeah but say you're some guy who only plays call of duty like you're like pretty casual you like to play call of duty or whatever or you're a kid who only plays call of duty or whatever and you prefer to play it on a controller or whatever um and you're thinking about using stadia and it's not welcoming to you because people with mouse and keyboard are going to destroy you and regardless i get you made the choice but now you're like i don't want stadia because it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for you. Well, that's why I'm saying it'd be interesting to see if developers will be able to go in this game, only people with mouse and keyboard over here, people with control over there, but maybe be able to keep track of that better because it's just a server, or go in this game, you can only use controllers. In this game, you can only use mouse and keyboard because PC does have that, but on PC, the culture is mouse and keyboard. You're not going. You're not a PC gamer going, I'm going to hop in here with a fucking controller and kick some ass. It's not the case. And then I mean, on console... I used, the, I used the controller when I played For Honor on the PC. Well, yeah, but I think everybody is on there. Yeah. So it just yeah. works better on there. It was made better for that. But uh, And then on console, of course, there are many people playing with mouse and keyboard on console nowadays. I, that fucking blew my yeah. mind when I found that out, how common that is. And now I see it all the time when I see replays on Call of Duty. But, um, but uh, still, most people are using the, the, the made standard way to play it whereas with stadia there is no standard they're literally going do whatever the fuck you want we don't care just pay for it so it's android which is also <laughs> pretty much Google, so. yeah. yeah i think it's important to offer a variety of ways to play the games that you're offering if you're offering such a wide variety like they claim they want to i think it's important to allow the player base to play those games interact with that as however they see fit they want to really yeah it's just a matter of hardware matching up right and they could have it in a built-in system that could like, I'm not, I'm not big on tech savvy like computer programmers, but I'm sure they could come up with a program that would allow you know the games that are primarily used for controller to have access to mouse and keyboard mapping. I mean, they do it with Steam. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean Google, Google would be able to figure that out easily. So. And if I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think said as long as your your device is compatible with said interact like keyboard or mouse something like that they'll allow you to connect with it so it's also a limitation of what hardware you're using yeah i'm just the whole thing with like uh jade raymond i think her name is coming from ubisoft which is great to hear someone from the industry is running this that's good mm-hmm. but i was hoping to see more like with the fucking the mad box they you can tell that thing's being made by people who make video games because it's got wild ideas. They're still dreaming up stuff. That shit excites me. Stadia excites me only because the tech is really interesting that they're going to be able to do that. But but I was hoping for more like when you, when you don't have hardware and you have servers and and you're opening the platform to be able to do things all digitally. Like I was in that controller being so fucking lame looking. Like it, it it's I'm, I'm expecting more like ideas. Like, what's the new thing that's going to happen with this? And, right. you know, st- what I was going to ask about earlier, state share. What do you guys think about that? Because that's the only thing here that's, like, new outside of how you're going to be able to play this. That's a new idea. It's an interesting one, too, I think. Um, for, like, not necessarily for, like, competitive gaming, but, like, you know, like, if, if say, you're a streamer and you want to have, like, challenge your your viewers to, like, hey, here's how I did this see if you can do it better mm-hmm. or you know it, it's interesting to see like how other people would handle it but beyond that i don't see a super hard case for it it's just it's just intriguing it, that's where i'm at it's like an intriguing idea but i don't 
get why the fuck you'd use it. Because there's never yeah. a time where somebody's going to tell me about something they did in a game and then mm-hmm. send it to me for me to interact with what they did to maybe right. see how I would do it different or something like that. But I'm like, I'm not interested in doing that, though. So I'm like, hey, play I this part. Of, like, eh. The only thing I can think of is like, you know, your kids are playing some sort of like side scroller game and they want you to beat the level for them, but you're not there to do it physically. Like they're at home, you know, and you're stuck at work still and you got a break. You can, you know, help them out. That's that would be another asset that I could see to it. But. Well, if that's the way it works, that makes sense because PS4 already does that. You can let somebody right. else play your game, which I think is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I never use that feature. I don't know if it's still there. I'm sure assuming it is. still there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. But but the way they describe this sounded more to me like sharing a video online with your friend with mm-hmm. a link. Like, oh, check right. this out this on YouTube. Like, but this is like you just level that I've gone go through as I did. Well, yeah, and in this, it seems like you played a fucking uh, a part of the game, and you're like, holy shit, that was crazy! And you hit the button, and it's almost like uh, when you're on PS4, you can save a video and put it up to Twitter. You can do it on Xbox mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, last like 15 minutes, you cut it down to like you know five minutes, and you put that up, and people can watch it. It sounds like you're doing that with the game. Like it's it's constantly tracking where you're what you're doing because it's all server. There's no there's no hardware doing this, and you just play this part, and then you can clip that and send to somebody else. Otherwise, you're just allowing someone to play your game, and that also kind of tells me that you're going to be paying monthly for this because how else are you gonna? It'd have to be a sample of the game and not the full game, letting someone else play it. Right. Otherwise, how are they making money from? Two people playing that game. I got you the impression have... it was. It, sorry, I just. So like, you know, growing up with emulator stuff all the time, um, I I've seen you know obviously it wasn't like rampant, but like there was still a, a small uh, amount of people who would put their save states or the save files yeah. online for people to download, so that if they wanted to be at a certain part of uh, a game, they could be, and that's pretty much what I got out of that was it was just sharing save files mm-hmm. it was just more like a safe state instead of going to a safe spot in a game and then right. uh, so you could just be like oh right there stop play from here go and then you could just send that to a bunch of people yeah i mean i, I got that too but it's just weird because it's 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 as you played it so kind of like what you're saying that kind of makes sense See, I, didn't, I didn't and maybe i just didn't hear them say that part but i didn't hear anything about playing something that you had already played i thought it was literally like stop the game right here send the save file out to people yeah, via a link that's what, that's I, got what I got out of it hmm. yeah because i was reading up on stuff and i was saying like you're playing a game you played a level and it was like crazy for you and so kind of like when on ps4 like you would hit the share button yeah, and be able to take that no, no, no. Hit the say, say button like a video. Oh, yeah. We're and and so like the last five minutes, you fucking can rewatch that. But now it's interactive. That's what I was reading on some fucking thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So I'm not sure how that works. But oh. that would make sense as well. Although I'd still not be interested in that. I wouldn't be either. Like I said, um, it was pretty niche even then. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, if you like fucking did everything perfect and you sent somebody that save over and they can continue playing it but the, yeah the way i saw it they, it almost reminded me of advertising like they were saying that if you were streaming a game and you saved a state share people watching that stream could click a link they said you can literally put this link anywhere that you can put a link in on the web or the internet and if somebody has stadia they can click that link and it will put you in what what you what just happened oh, yeah i guess i have to see more on it but yeah, I don't, I don't but what you're saying makes more sense to me because it already exists. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could probably a do both. You, load up into. you can probably do both, but I still, that doesn't work for me. I, there's never a time where somebody like, check out this link, like fucking play where I play from. Like, no, that's not my game. No, that stuff pretty much existed for like, you know, you're playing punch out and you just didn't want to go look up the code to go to Mike Tyson. So you just download the fucking save file of someone who's already there. And then you just load it and you're at Mike Tyson. The only thing I can think about is if you, again, bringing up a game like call of duty, but any game with like, um, some kind of crazy set piece. So let's say like uncharted or something like that, or the last of us say you've been playing it for like eight hours and you got to a scene that was really fucking crazy, like a crazy set piece. You're running through and crazy shit's happening. And you know, this guy's not going to fucking play the game, but you want to show them that and let them experience it. That makes sense, but it's not for me. Yeah. I still would not interact with that. So I was like, I'll check this out. Cause I, I play my fucking games, but for that, it kind of makes sense because yeah, then it, you'd be like, Oh, here play episode or level eight of this game. It was crazy. It, it feels really niche in like player base, but it also feels like a really good marketing advertisement ploy for them. That's what I was saying with the streaming thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the only other thing I could think of was if it was like a save state would be like challenge runs again, because they, they, they talked about being able to stream things off this. Mm-hmm. And if you like say, take dark souls, for example, you made this really odd build. You managed to get to like through three bosses and you wanted to challenge like your favorite streamer. Like here's this really weird build. I built the made it to this boss. Can you beat it with this build? Yeah. Like that kind well, of stuff. And that's, and, and I'm thinking it'll probably do all the things we're saying because mm-hmm. they're all kind of close to the same thing. But right. just I'm going off of what I read and kind of what they said. But um, mm. but that makes sense, too, because if you're watching, for instance, a streamer and he's playing a game where there's some crazy bosses and people are watching him play it and he's having difficult or he beat the fuck out of it easily. And then he mm. releases that boss fight in a link in the in the chat mm-hmm. and people who are watching can now go, oh, I bet I can fucking do better than him or like, yeah. oh, man, that was crazy. I want to try that. And now they're playing Stadia, and now they can maybe choose. I that, that's the thing that's confusing because if you don't own Stadia and someone releases State Share, it doesn't make sense for them to allow you to continue from where they're at. Right. But if it's a chunk, then it's almost like you're giving people demos. It's yeah. it's the community fucking advertising for you, and that makes complete Absolutely. sense to me. Which is a brilliant marketing ploy. Yeah. To so get, if if, to if there's players to advertise for you. Yeah. If there's like a cap to how much they can play in that state. You're just, it's just, it's uh word of mouth fucking advertising. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, fucking try out what I did. And they're like, oh, I'm going to try it out. And they're like, man, I should have, I should pick that up. That was really fun trying mm-hmm. to beat him on that. And now you pay for Stadia. So, yeah. but maybe if you do pay for it already, maybe you can continue from where they're at. Maybe you can save yeah, yeah. or uh, share saves like that. So, I mean, obviously they're onto something we're not because we're not making this. If I was, I'd be fucking rich. But um, but it's but it's interesting. So I think they're all pretty valid points. It's it's pretty hard to say at this point. We just have to kind of wait and see. Yeah, it's just funny because I remember this is how fucking old I am, and I feel like most people my age felt the same way when fucking uh, touchscreen phones were first coming out. Most people were like, "I don't want that. I don't want that. I want I just gotta press these buttons. I don't need that shit." It's weird to think about that now because it's so standard. Like I couldn't imagine a world without it. But there was a time where people were like, I don't want a fucking touchscreen phone. Like, what the hell? And now it's standard. So, you know, whoever fucking invented this first was on to something that people weren't ready for yet, but knew they would. Pretty keyboards on phones, man. I remember T9. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for a while there, there was phones you could switch out and there's a, a physical keyboard and people were not down for the keyboard on the screen. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it only makes sense. All I need I is a screen to make the screen bigger. 
Huh? I had a sidekick back in the day. We had fucking Helio, Ocean, all sorts of shit, which is a really cool phone at the time because it it opened this way and this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, phones were fucking crazy back in the day, but uh. But yeah, so anytime I, I hear of a technology or a feature that I'm like, I don't fucking, I'm not interested in that. I'm a lot more reserved on that now because I still am like, that doesn't sound interesting to me, but they might have something in mind that I had, I don't know about. I haven't tried it out. Mm-hmm. But then you get stuff like share play on PS4, which I think is a neat feature. I never use it. Mm-hmm. Or PS Now or whatever. I never fucking use it. So um, I'd be curious to see the analytics on who's actually using that and for what. But, you know, some things aren't meant for everybody. So just like all the sports shit on consoles, you can watch ESPN, all that shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Get this shit out of here. I never want to see this again. Don't remind me of this. This is not for me. You know who the fuck you're talking to? PlayStation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we pretty much covered the service, what we think of it, pricing, name, controller. We even talked about the name. Most people probably aren't talking about that. Um and pretty much how we see the future, you know, this will be the future, but how will it be implemented? Will it just come out shotgun like this or will it be eased through with other consoles that is yet to be determined? Anything else you guys want to say on Stadia? No. I want to play MMOs on it. If they're exclusive MMOs, that's my biggest excitement is just access to new games that I can't get anywhere else. That's the exciting thing for me. But... um with integration with that microphone be kind of interesting too. So there's some kind of like Google fucking, you can do this, you can talk and it does all sorts of weird shit, which has been tried before. There's been peripherals in the past that have come out with yeah. microphones that do hey, you shit. shit. Huh? Hey, you Pikachu. Yeah. See, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let us know in the comments, what do you think about Stadia? What do you think about all the things I've asked about? Because I have a lot of questions. Uh, what's your general impression of it? Do you think this is uh, the future? Do you think Google is... Uh, pushing uh the the forefront of of what the future of gaming will be do you think it needs to be eased in by other companies uh where do you land in general when it comes to the idea of uh streaming games versus physical or digital games uh where are some perks where are some cons um and yeah are you excited for this are you not excited for it do you think someone else is going to do it better than google what do you think about on live do you ever try that what do you think about the sega channel did you ever fucking try that i i dreamed of that as a kid i was like holy shit i want that sega channel never got it um yeah let me know everything you think about when it comes to stadia uh full transparency we were going to talk about final fantasy 14 the fan event fan fest or japan yeah i because we're running i realize we're going to talk this long um i'm going to make a separate episode tlg reacts we'll have chris on we'll do that in the next day or so and uh get that out we might even do it for tasty tuesday it might be one of the topics so we'll figure out scheduling so that's coming up soon that was going to be part of this episode we don't have time for that shit so uh we'll do a whole separate thing just for that um and yeah and then we got plus club and game of the month coming this week too so this week's gonna be fucking busy for us um but chris is three days off we don't we're gonna be tired babies but gotta get it done um so yeah that's gonna do it for this episode of taste cast episode 92 I, do. I have no idea where we're at anymore. The 92nd episode of Jesus Cast. It closed to 100. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and Tasty Little Gaming. Check out my streams and Chris's streams on Twitch. Tasty Senpai, all one word. That's me. And Tasty underscore fruit. That's Chris. You can watch my streams on uh, YouTube as well, right here, if you want to, because I dual stream when I stream. I hit the notification button to know when we go live. 
Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, you're like, I don't watch shit. I listen to things. Seth, well, that's cool because we got you covered. Uh, and if you want to watch us on YouTube, check us out uh, YouTube at Tasty Loot Gaming. We have Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. The Division 2 section has been very busy because a lot of people in Discord are playing it. Uh, so we're, we've are we been talking about it. Trying to get everybody to level 30 and we're, we're getting there. Uh, and join the clan, goddammit. If you're playing the Division 2 on PS4, join Tasty Loot Gaming Onward. It's open. So you just have to search it and join it and help us level and fucking dominate. Uh, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. Until next episode, whatever the fuck episode that's going to be since we got to do Final Fantasy 14 stuff. Uh, but until then, have a great week, guys, and take it easy.